is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. Hope you are spectacularly well on this Tuesday. The Monty Show is always presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best entry attorneys in the business. Every single day, I tell you on this show, it's not a matter of if, but when you wind up in some sort of situation where you need the best injury attorneys in the business. Did you get hurt at work today? They absolutely are the injury at work experts. Hook it up, theadvocates.com, or you never pay to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business. In fact, you never reach into your pocket to work with the advocates. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. A lot of college football news today. A lot of NFL news today. We'll have NFL locks for you. Uh, Tyler Shuck officially out for the year at Texas Tech. And I, I never root for somebody's injury. We are certainly not doing that here. But this may be the best of a bad situation. With Tyler Shook today announcing, uh, Texas Tech announcing that he has a broken leg that he had surgery on that will keep Tyler Shook out for the remainder of the regular season. Have we seen the last of Tyler Shook at Texas Tech? That remains to be seen. I think that is a huge story today. I don't think there is any doubt that the status quo of the 2024 college football playoff is a big, big story. And one, frankly, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand and I don't agree with it. We've talked a lot about the structure of the college football playoff on this show. The powers that be have essentially agreed to leave it as is, which means you will still have a 12-team playoff. You will still have the sixth highest ranked college uh, conference champions in and then six at-large bids. And what this tells you is the college football playoff committee did not want to do the heavy lifting that was required in a very short space in time to do the right thing, which is making sure that the top 12 teams in the country play for the championship of college football. It is incredibly disappointing. But Jake, was this the right thing to do to leave it as is for another year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's difficult is to your point. Like there was a lot of heavy lifting, but but I have to agree. Like we're 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 just left in in this scenario with this solution, leaving it the way it is for another year. We're left to see more mediocrity in the college football playoff. And when I say more mediocrity, what I mean is a bunch of these top end teams getting a free pass on their schedule. So instead of saying, hey, we're going to change the model to, you know, the five and seven setup that everyone always references, or we're going to change it to this new setup that basically is going to prioritize strength of schedule. I don't care who your name is or what you did last year or who your coach is or what your roster looks like. We're, we're going to measure your strength of schedule. And, and so if you were to do that, the Big Ten would have some problems, right? The ACC would have some problems. And I think we find ourselves in sort of this gray area with scheduling because, again, if we go strength of schedule, 
a G5 can make a really strong case that, hey, we played a really difficult schedule, the most difficult schedule that we could play. But when you take that, when you take, uh, you know, again, I always reference, you know, a San Diego State. When you take San Diego State's schedule, let's say they played the best that they could, and you compare that to an SEC schedule, the SEC schedule, while very easy for Georgia, is still a better schedule than the hardest G5 schedule out there. And that's the problem in college football right now. So I look at the playoff setup, and we stay in the 6-6 six and six format. And all I have to say is the more things change, the more they stay the same. The top dogs are going to keep breaking in the money because they're going to keep getting a free pass on schedule. And the difficult part is I don't know when this exactly is going to change. When we're going, well, like what, what is going to be the solution that everyone at the table can agree on? Because that's the difficult part, as we always talk about with the college football playoff. The SEC and the big dogs want it a certain way. They want to keep control. Right. They want to keep right. dominating. But the G5 obviously wants change. The G5 wants to wants to change the model. Yeah, I think if you look at the FPI, which is pretty much the gold standard, it is how ESPN models quality football teams and who the best football teams are in college football. You look at these names and you look at the conference affiliations I mean, you don't see a whole lot of 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 anything outside of the P the current P five. And there's a reason for that. Right? You look at the the you know win percentage, win out percentage. What are the chances at the top there that Ohio State's gonna win that win out? Twenty seven percent. Or, you know, six wins. Look how many hundred percent bowl eligible teams there are there. Is this the almighty? Is this the grail or the Bible of who gets in and who gets out? Certainly not. But when you look at this, there's a reason that the San Diego States or the Mountain West or the AACs, uh, the Sun Belts of the world, are not represented here because they don't play the caliber of opponent and they don't have the built-in you know, advantage of being in a Power 5 conference. Now, is that the haves and the have-nots or the big dogs trying to push down the little guy? Yeah, sure, maybe there's some of that there. But the thing that's so remarkable to me is what do you see here with the Big Ten? Well, what I see here is two Big Ten teams towards the top, and one of them's not Michigan. And I think there is some justice in ESPN's FPI because Michigan does not play anybody. They do not play a single team of note until Penn State and Ohio State at the end of the line. That, to me, is a major, major problem. And I'd also note that they're only given a 3.8% chance to win out on their schedule. That's a, that's a big deal. Now, why is Ohio State at the top? Because they beat a really solid Notre Dame defense who only decided to have 10 players on the field. We covered that yesterday. Um, my point is that trauma has not gone away from me. <laughs> but my point is I'm not going to sit here and tell you I believe the G5s deserve some huge seat at the table. I don't believe that it should be the top six conference champions. I believe in 2024 it should have been the top four and eight at-large bids. That's what I think. And I think you you could easily have had the power four conference champions and the highest ranked, the highest ranked G5 conference champion. Right, that puts you at five, and that gives you your five-seven model, mm -hmm. and you have five conference champions, and you have seven at large. But in no way, shape, or form is it better for college football to have six conference champions 
make the college football playoff. That is not that is not leveling the playing Mm-mm. field. That is not delivering a seat at the table. Because the other thing that stands out to me so clearly is when I look at the best G5 conferences right now, I mean, clearly, I think the Mountain West is in that conversation the, as the best G5. And I'm not sure who it would be instead. Probably the AAC. Very likely the AAC. Um, but, you know, Memphis going out 3-0 and um, and then losing to Missouri does not help the AAC no. because it tells you that 3-0 was worthless. But then the Sun Belt and Conference USA and the MAC and come on, man. We, are, are, we, are we talking about the best 12 teams or are we talking about making sure it's, you know, the little guy, even though he sucks and he can't make it, got to give him a shot, you know? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and I think what's interesting about this, that that four and eight setup that you were talking about, that assumes that the Pac-12 in its new situation, if you will, assuming it's still alive moving forward next year, that's, you know, it's assuming that the Pac-12 is going to keep its college football playoff auto bid. And, and what's unfortunate is I think in college football, we don't, we just want to go with whatever's on a piece of paper. We just want to go with, okay, well, the bylaw says that a power conference has two years to get back on its feet, even though if the Pac-12 and the Mountain West merge, you can make a very strong case that that is not a Power 5 conference in terms I would of agree. talent and you know competition and just across the board, right? I mean, we all agree that the Mountain West is not a power conference for a reason. Now, it's a damn good group of five conference, for sure, the best, like we just said. But if, if the college football playoff committee would operate in the sense of, hey, what's best for the college football playoff? How do we create an environment that, that breeds competition at the highest level instead of just what your record says? Because that's the true issue in college football. We're all chasing 10, 11, 12, and 0. We're not chasing uh, uh, 9 and 3, but a super hard schedule. That's the problem with college football and the college football playoffs. And I think we all love Cinderella. Yeah. I think that it is it is clear to me that a lot of what we are seeing in these college football playoff conversations is strictly based on the fact that we feel like the underdog should have a, 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 a I don't know what's an unequal opportunity um, in their favor, unequal in their favor. They should have more of an opportunity. I just don't think that's the case. And if we're looking at the best G5 conference, it's probably the Sun Belt, right? Where everybody but one, and I want to say that it is um, the directional Mississippi Golden Eagles are the only team in that conference that doesn't have two wins. Hey, that's great. But does that mean that, um, you know, your 4-0 James Madison Duke should be in the college football playoff? No, it does not. Absolutely it does not. Are you telling me that Texas State beating Baylor all of a sudden means that Texas State deserves a seat at the table? No, it does absolutely not deserve a seat at the table. And the 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 part that's going to frustrate people is if you look at the bottom half of the top 25 mm-hmm. and you say to yourself, well, let's look at who number 13 is right now. It's LSU. But look at number 12. It's Alabama. Do you, do you want Texas State or do you want Alabama? 
Do you want Utah or do you want Texas State? Mm-hmm. Do do you want you know the, like these these lower end G five teams in the college football playoff instead of Oklahoma and North Carolina, who are fourteenth and fifteenth? Because that's who's going to get bumped. It, it it's gonna be it, it's gonna be this situation because you're having six conference champions that now you're going to have to pick six at large. And and I, you cannot tell me that the college football playoff committee is going to pick six P5 teams. I'm not buying that. And at that point, it'll be six P4 teams if everything remains equal. Right. It'll be six P4 teams. Are you really telling me that all six of those are going to be from P4s? No. I don't buy that for a second. I, mean, you can't, you, I just don't think that, you know. Uh, again, what everyone forgets is that obviously the, the group of five schools – have, you know, numbers on the power five and under and have a lot of voices that have input on at the table. The problem yeah. is is that you can't go and beat the power five schools. And, and that's that's the true issue here. That's the solution that that we have to find in college football. How do we how do we say, okay, we're not trying to put too much credit into the Cinderella story, but at the same time, we need to make sure that if you do X you get why with why being a college football playoff spot at the end of the year. So what is X? Cause right now it's, it's highest ranked conference champion, right? So, so, okay, great. Hey, San Diego state won the mountain West, but where are they ranked amongst the group of five that that's the issue. So even if you win your conference, it's not necessarily indicative of getting in. So that's what I'm saying is like, we need to prioritize making difficult schedules. We need to find a way to say, okay, Nick Saban, okay, Kirby, okay, Jim Harbaugh, right, Ryan Day. Yeah. Hey, how do how are we going to put together a, a schedule that's a lot more difficult? Now, the good news is the Big Ten's about to get a lot better, right? The good news is, is that the Big Ten is about to add two teams that make the schedule much deeper, that make the conference a lot more competitive. But who's going to pay the price for the seat at the table the G5 is going to get? Is it going to be Washington, Oregon, USC? Is is it going to be UCLA? Is it going to be Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State? Because there's not a chance in the world I am going to advocate for Appy State over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Over some, it, it, you cannot, and maybe you can, and in the comments section, let's do it. I don't believe that there is a case to be made that a more compelling matchup exists between a G5 and and a and a a G five for the national championship. Well, no, and I, and, I, and I think the the person that 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 sacrifices or the school, not the person, like the university that sacrifices, is the the less relevant, low end top twenty five team. That's who I think is going to pay the price. A team that could say, "Hey, we deserve a spot," but the committee disagrees because you have a little bit smaller of a following. Because of course. Hey, oh, it's UNC versus Ohio State to get in, let's say. Well, Ohio State's getting the nod. Ohio State's got a bigger following in football. Ohio State's a better brand in football. Ohio State's been to the college football playoffs Ohio before. State has more talented, well-developed yeah. players who have played in bigger games of conf- consequence than any G5. It's 
this year why I believe Georgia is one of the most overrated teams in the country. Yeah. They have struggled against what is a pathetically weak schedule, yet they're going to be pushed and pushed. It's why Michigan in the AP Top 25 continues to, to, to get the benefit of the doubt as the number two team in the country over Texas. Who's got wins at Baylor? Who's got wins over Alabama at Alabama? But yet Michigan is ranked ahead of Texas mm -hmm. because we have to have the nameplate. So during the season, we want the nameplate like in the AP poll. But then we get to the point where we need to decide who the champion of college football is and we don't want the nameplate anymore. We don't want the teams with the best players. We don't want the teams with the fastest, strongest, you know, more advanced player who are clearly a cut above a lot of G5 teams. We don't want them to have extra access. We want Cinderella to have extra access, even though no G5 in recent memory, and I'm talking about you, Cincinnati, has been able to produce in the college football playoff since the college football playoff was instituted. Yeah. You just don't see it because it's very difficult to do. You get on the field against the 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 big boys, the blue bloods, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the LSUs, the you know, the Oklahomas, the Texas. And I think Texas is probably no better example of this this year than Texas. They're bigger, faster, and more well coached than you are. Yeah. And it almost doesn't matter what conference you play in. They're better than you are. Texas loses a game. Tech let's say let's get crazy and say Texas loses two games. They're ranked 10th, and you're telling me that there's a case to be made that the Sun Belt champion should get in before Texas. It's Bro, what are you talking about, man? Ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous to and, me. And that's why I say, like, I think the, the Cinderella story vibes from the from bracketology and the, the basketball tournament oh my God. need to stay in the basketball tournament because, again— Basketball and football are two different sports. Football is a physical game. The bigger man is typically going to win. And so when you get little guy trying, when you get David versus Goliath in football, Goliath is stomping David. David can't beat them with X's and O's the way you can on, in basketball. to stop comparing college football and college basketball. Yeah. They are completely different. They could not be more different if we tried. It is, it's just such a bad comparison. Cinderella in the NCAA tournament is what everybody wants mm -hmm. because on uh, really on a, a night in and night out basis in college basketball, there is talent and there is better coaching in the G fives than there is in the, in the P fives on a regular basis. That does not happen in football. No, it does not. Cause the best, most talented, physically gifted players are all at the P5 level. And by the way, the national championship of college basketball didn't exactly do great on TV. So when we talk about little guy playing big guy in the national championship game uh. of whatever sport, in football, we want the big game. We wanted Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. We wanted Joe Burrow and 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 LSU, right? We wanted Smoke and Joe after that game. We like That's what we want in football. Football is a... Hey, huge stadium, 100,000 fans, big, big 10 million sport. people watching your game. Yeah, right? Like, that's what football is. I mean, and and I think there is something to be said for that. Look at, look at this viewership for Ohio State and Notre Dame. 
10.5 million viewers, the most watched regular season college football game since 1993's Game of the Century, which also involved Notre Dame. And I, I just, I cannot keep saying over and over and over again, if this is, what is it? Is it the best college football matchup, the two best teams or the the the, the 12 best teams in 2024? Because that's really what we're talking about. Is it the 12 best teams? Is it making the most money? Is it bringing in the most viewers? Well, if it's the 12 best teams, the Sun Belt, the American, the has no place in the conversation. Thanks. If it's the most money, the G5 doesn't have a place in the conversation. And if it is, hey, I want the most viewers, I want 10 and a half, 20 and a half million viewers, the G5 has no place in the conversation. We can't just give you a spot in the college football playoff because you won your conference, which is terrible. It's the same argument we have every year over the Big Ten. And now that's going to end after this year. That's going to end after this year. It's the same argument we're going to have about Georgia this year. It's the same argument we're going to have about a lot of P5 teams in in, in the college football unexpanded playoff era where we, we have this small college football playoff because they they basically handicapped their way into the college football playoff. And you gave Cincinnati a shot, and that did not work out well. Man, it was ugly. Now we're going to expand that to 12, and we're thinking giving more Cincinnati-type schools a shot is a good idea. Come on, man. Not every college conference champion belongs in. They don't deserve it. They Frankly, it's not fair to them to have them go up against the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Florida States. It, it's it's not fair to put them up against the behemoths in the Big 12. It's not fair to the, to the, to the little guy because all it does is further a narrative that the G5s are G5s for a reason. And again, I'm all for a G5 conference championship playoff thing. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. It's not disrespectful to the G5. It's the reality of the situation. Yeah. You're trying to have it. And we can just keep going on and on. It is not dissimilar to why do we not let freshmen, true freshmen play one year in college football and go to the NFL? Why don't we let them do that? Well, because they're not physically capable of playing in the NFL at 18 years old. There's a lot of dudes in the G5 who have no business stepping onto a college football playoff field on any level of the college football playoff. And I know that there's a lot of people that that's going to upset. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that that frustrates. But the reality is there's no un, un, undoing that. And I, and I wish people, you look at this number right here. It's not a small number. It's 10 and a half million people. You know. For a regular season September football game. I'm for real. Ten and a half million people watched. Yeah. That's not a little bit. That's a whole lot of yeah, it. And I love the concept. Like when we talk about, uh, you know, relationship with TV partners and the business of college football. Dude, I love the concept of a college football playoff at the G5 level. Why, why do we not have that? Well, why are we trying to do square peg in a round hole? 
Why are we trying to force the G5s to play at the P5 level when it couldn't be more different talent wise, resource wise, recruiting? Like, yeah, like we're we're trying to do something that that frankly just can't work. And in an era where it's ESPN and Fox and then CBS trying to you know do deals and have carriage and do all this business. Why are we not just adding more football games to the slate? Yeah. I mean, it is it's pretty remarkable to me that you have a you have a grouping of people that believe that it, it's the college basketball discussion. Yeah. Like if you truly believe that college basketball and college football is comparable, I I just don't know how to I think you're just being argumentative. I think you're trolling. Yeah. I, I truly do. If yeah. you're any kind of sports fan, if you are any kind of sports fan, you truly understand that there is a massive difference between the way people digest college football and the way they digest college basketball, and especially in college basketball where a whole bunch of fans only watch the postseason. Mm -hmm. You're not getting 10.5 million for a regular season, early season, early, early season matchup. Yeah. You're you're just not getting that. And I I I wish that it was I wish it was far more easy to to make people understand. Like a G five trying to compete again, Texas State. Everybody's been this week thrown out. Well, Texas State beat Baylor. You're talking about Baylor, who's not good. Baylor is one of the worst teams in the Big 12. I might argue the worst team in the Big because 12. Because it's garbage. And and you're saying that because Texas State beat Baylor, that's why we should have an expanded college football playoff with multiple G5 conference champions. Yeah, the problem with that argument is, is just what you said. Baylor's not good. You, you want to throw Texas State into the group of the best college football teams in the country. Not Baylor. Respectfully, not Texas Tech. Yeah, you can't do you, it. You can't do it. It's There's levels to this game. And, and that's precisely the argument, is there's levels to this game. You've got P5 and you've got G5 for a reason. We should not be trying to bring up, you know, little guy to play versus big guy only for little guy to get punched in the face repeatedly and lose 70 to 3. But what's the point of that? TV partners are not happy with that. I can tell you right now, I, I, I'm not going to watch a game where Alabama is just kicking the daylights out of some G5 school. I, I'm not interested in that. That's not fun. It's not compelling. It's not. It's just not what it needs to be in the college football playoff setting. Because remember, don't forget, and I know it may seem obvious, but the college football playoff is about the best of the best deciding who is the very best. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. So the idea that we want to throw Texas State or a, a school of that caliber into that mix is crazy. You can't do that. And, and I don't think it's fair to do that. I, I think a lot of people think that there should just be this auto bid for Kent State if they win, you know, if they win the, the Mid-American. Kent State should be in the college football playoff. What do you do with Kent State running into a, a, any of the top 15 teams in the country right now? I don't even know how you are. Are you drawing? What did the NCAA tournament draw last year? Fifteen million people for the final. Are you are fifteen million people tuning in to watch Kent State and Utah? Kent State and Florida, right? Like Kent State and anybody you want to point to. 
Are you are they tuning in to watch that? And the answer is no, they're not. And that's the so not only are your ratings going to be bad, but Kent State is going to get physically manhandled in that kind of environment. Yes. And I, I just I agree. Yeah, it's, it's not fair. Rough. It's not fair. It's not it's not fair on a number of levels. It's not fair to your viewer. It's not fair to your TV partner, whoever that in, in this case for the college football playoff, it's ESPN. You know, it's not fair to the two schools on both sides, right? Because again, what no one else wants to say is, dude, you're asking you're asking, you know, a college football playoff caliber team to get up for Kent State? Like, you're asking us to to go out and give you our best players, put our best players' health and ability on the line for this caliber of competition. So it's not fair to Kent State. It's not fair to whoever the P5 would be. It's not fair to your TV partners. And most of all, it's not fair to the viewer. And I just point back to Memphis. Memphis is, the the I think, probably the best team in the American. And they're 3-1. and one. They beat Bethune. Cookman, Arkansas State, Navy, and they lost to Missouri, the best team they saw. So I understand it's a philosophical discussion. It, it just is one of those things where I think you have to find your way to, I think you have to find your way to how you, where you believe and where you come down on it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just one of those things that you cannot, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I don't think you can ask g5s to to end in that fashion yeah i think they deserve better i do believe the g5 should have a playoff and whoever wins the g5 sure you want to have them go on and okay maybe i could even see that but i can't believe we're gonna put the kent states in that kind of situation i just can't i i i just can't see that I cannot see it. All right, enough of us, more of you. Where do you guys come down on this? Um, I am certain that there are Cinderella supporters in the in the in the viewership today, as there as there always is. And I'm going to hope that you've had your buck shot today. Bucked up, buckedup.com. The best product, in my opinion, that we use from from Bucked Up every single day is Buckshot. Uh, I have been on the Blue Raz uh, run lately. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the watermelon and the Blue Raz. And the thing I love about Buckshot is it's 200 milligrams of caffeine, and it just gives you a nice little lift. You don't even really notice it physically, so you don't get spikes or you don't get, you know, like these crashes. It just is nice. It feels good. You you gain that clarity mentally. And I think the best example is like a pivot table or an Excel spreadsheet or a report or a big meeting that you have at four o'clock, but you're crashing because it's at the end of the day. No need to do that. About a half hour before, hit a buckshot. It is that simple. You feel good. They taste good. And what I always tell you about Bucked Up, Bucked Up makes good products with good ingredients that do exactly what they say they're going to do. I use their creatine. I use their whey protein. I use their collagen peptides. I use their buckshot, their energy drink. It does exactly what it says it's going to do. So get uh, get your buckshot today, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20. Uh, and see, U.S. Mail says, or just have a cup of coffee. Completely wrong. And this is the, this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Caffeine is not created equally. Yeah. The way it's delivered and the way that your body processes the combinations of ingredients that you put into your system, that's what makes it different. And when you have buckshot that's got a bunch of, of 
um, brain food in it and caffeine, and it gives you that mental that mental edge. You're never going to feel a crash like you pound a bunch of coffee and you feel a crash or you feel a spike or, hey, that better be stronger or God forbid, let me put a bunch of sugar and creamer and no, man, you don't need to do that. Get yourself buckshot and you can avoid that afternoon cup of coffee to just get you through. And, and by the way, by the way, I don't I don't need to do a bunch of stuff to the coffee maker to take this. I, I, I don't need a another cup i don't need you know some some paper filter dude this is right here right now open it up and drink it and you're done with it and it works like it yep. like, let's not forget efficiency all right uh who's in the comment section today anthony gets the first one in for two bucks sunbelt will backfill the pac 12s power five spot right i doubt that i think i think if you look at the I think there's a case to be made that the Sun Belt is having the best season, but there's not going to be a backfill of a Power Five spot. Yeah. One, I think we really just don't know what's going on with the Pac-12 at this point, and what Oregon State and Washington State, the Mountain West, wind up doing. How that court battle turns out, like I think there's so much to be determined. But you look at you look at all of the you know whether it's the Mountain. you know, you can go to the Sun Belt and the, you know, the Georgia Southerns, the Appy, Appy States, the Arkansas State, Texas State. And again, every team in that conference, except uh, directional Alabama and Southern Mississippi, have two wins. They're off to a really good start. No doubt about that. But it doesn't, like you look, again, Texas State probably has one of the best wins where they beat Baylor. Jackson State and Nevada, and you lose to UTSA. So that's, I mean, you're off to a good start there. Yeah. Right. But you look at James Madison, who's 4 0. James Madison's beaten Bucknell, Virginia, Troy, and Utah State. Those are. I mean, you look at that schedule like, wow, they beat Virginia. Virginia's not very good. I mean, it's, you know, right? by Utah standard, State's not very good. That's not a bad schedule, but it's not some ridiculous schedule. It's not, I mean, it's just not. No, and I don't think it's indicative of the fact that they belong in the college football playoff. Yeah. I, I And it, we're going to get it. There's no, now there's no denying it. You're going to get the six highest ranked conference champions. And I think it's going to be ugly. We'll... You know, in a in a year and a half, when all this happens, we're going to come back and have a conversation about it. Yeah, hey, maybe the new free pass in the college football playoff for the big boys is playing some G five. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I, oh, I know? don't think there's any doubt that that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Casey Anthony got away with it for five dollars. Within three years, it'll be sixteen. Only once they realize how much money they make with twelve, then sixteen is inevitable. At sixteen, the two best G fives. Uh, is more palatable. It's 16, it makes more sense. Yeah. But the bigger issue becomes, yes, you will make more money because you'll have more games on television. But the real money is is in, in a, and again, and I'm probably wrong and somebody will probably try to roast me for it, but I want to say that the NCAA tournament final was 14 million viewers. The college football playoff final was over 20 million viewers. So if we're at 20 million for the national championship of college football, yeah. think about in a larger format where you have bigger names, I, my guess is you're going to get more 20 million viewer games. 
You're you're going to get that on a regular basis. Yeah, is is what I would guess. So I think that's where it's going to be interesting. How greedy do the P5s get? How greedy does the NCAA get? How greedy do the TV partners get? And how loud do they get about? And just because it's on the tip of my tongue. Kent State getting into the college football playoff. Yeah. When you could have had Alabama, when you could have had Ole Miss, when you could have had a bigger brand from a P4 that would have brought you a larger television audience. Well, and I think if you're the college football playoff committee, you, you know, I, I think you need to be comparing the college football playoff in structure and in direction to, you know, a, a professional sport playoff model you, you need to get to a place where it's okay to have big boy versus crap team in the first round right like we get that in the nba all the time we get we get irrelevant playoff series in round one all the time nobody cares we'll see you next round that's all the time but yeah. for the college football playoff that's fine because you get to check the g5 box and then we get to move along to the actual college football playoff so that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree. 16 makes a lot more sense, but for now we're at 12. So they need to figure out how to make that work. It's a very interesting debate because it's all, it's 100% on our level, it's 100% opinion. Yeah. We're not right. You're not wrong. I, I, I just think the, the, the mindsets, and it, I, I think a lot of it is depending on who your team is, mm -hmm. right? Who your school is. Mine's Notre Dame. We're not getting in anyways because Marcus Freeman doesn't know how to count to 11. Um, but, Yes, I'm still bitter. But my point is, I have real concern for G5 schools getting humiliated, getting embarrassed, because it just shouldn't happen. Yeah. And, it, and, and Tarrant County Pete said exactly what I said. Why don't we get real and give the G5 their own football playoff and champ and exclude them from the P4 playoffs? I don't even know that you need to exclude them. What I'm saying is, they, you need the cream of the crop of the, the G5s. You need the very, very best. You're not going to get that. You are not going to get that with six conference champions. You're, you're just not. If you have four from the P5, that you're going to put in two conference championship teams that hopefully can physically compete. And I'm sure at some point, at least I hope at some point, a G5 upsets one of the, you know, one of the the P5 teams that are there. I I think it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. Because if you are if you are again Kent State or Georgia Southern or South Alabama and you're going up against Georgia or any of the any of the okay. mid, the mid table the Alabamas the mid table Big Ten teams. I, I imagine Oregon is a mid table Big Ten team. Imagine Penn State, and you're you're asking Georgia Southern or whoever to go up against them. Man, that's an awful big ask. That is an awfully big ask. Yeah. Uh, Carson for two dollars. NCAA screwed this up. How many FBS teams and why? I I think it became the BCS was just not a model that could be sustained. Nobody liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody likes the the current model that's so restrictive. But nobody's ever going to be satisfied. I think we all need to understand that. Yep. Nobody's ever going to be happy with the with all of the things that we're seeing. I, I it doesn't matter how you change the playoff. John Teal for two dollars. After Bama beat Cincy, they beat Ohio State by thirty. So why not? Yeah. 
But you don't feel pity for Ohio State. No. You feel pity for Cincinnati because Cincinnati doesn't get that shot very often. And, you know, you look at, you look at who it's going to be now, and I, I, I just go back to even Georgia State. How does Georgia State compete with, with Georgia? Yeah, you don't. I, I don't know how you how do you compete with them? Yeah, it doesn't make it just doesn't make a compelling TV matchup, and and that's that's uh, again that's potentially the college football playoff committee's biggest role here. Hey, make the TV partners money while at the same time creating some level of uh, of of equity across the conversation. You know. Hey, like, yeah, we want the best matchups, but at the same time, we got to follow some of these storylines a little bit. We yeah. got to let some of these play out. And that's why I say, like, cool, Texas State, whoever, like, the college football playoff committee ultimately just needs to check that box. Let's lay a loss on them and let's get on to the real business. Yeah, but I do think your point about the business side of this is really important. I mean, you have to take care of your business partners and that in college athletics is your TV partners. Yeah. If you are not going to satiate ESPN and ABC, which is where the college football playoff lives. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. you're not doing it right. Cause they're paying you billions of dollars. So they want their 20 million viewers and you're going to give it to them. And they want their 10 million viewers on Manning cast or mega cast. You're going to give it to them. And it's why Nick Saban's on Pat McAfee's show. Every Thursday, because you're going to give it to them. You have to make sure that the people who, who pay your bills are happy. Because if, if they're not happy, where are you going to end up? 100%. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, but you watch Bama beat Ohio State by 30 points, 52 to 24. But it, 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 at that point, you got, you got beat. Yeah, and as at that a point, P5, a P5 beat you down. Yeah, and at that point, it's okay because then the TV networks can say, yeah, well, Bama was just better. Huge just, TV audience, though. Yeah, Bama just kicked the living hell out of Ohio State. And by the way, again, I'm just going to keep saying this, Bama has a huge following. Ohio State has a huge following. Ohio State's following is pissed off. Bama's following is talking all that junk. It's exactly what TV partners and, need. And again, I feel like it comes off as, and I see the comments about how I hate small markets, and I don't. I don't. I, I, I truly do not. But I think if you're looking at the health of college football, I don't I don't know how you 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 go with six and six. I I, I six conference champions and then six at large. Yeah. Cause that's two spots for the for the G five. And it's probably I mean, maybe two more. If we're being honest, you're probably given eight P5 and four G5 spots. And maybe you're doing that to help your power programs. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Hans Stoli says G5 playoff champ versus FCS champion would be cool. And people will watch. Yep. It's a TV product. Yeah. Harry Austin, who's been a member for three months. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate uh, you, my yeah. guy. Thank you for being here. Love your show, Monty and Jake, despite both of you being way wrong on the college football playoff topic. Here's to another three months. And I'm open that my my, well, what's my your opinion, take? my opinion is not the only opinion. Yeah. I am not I am not right. I'm just convicted in my opinion. I believe I I believe in it, and I think it's one of those things that 
Um, you know, you you can't just Yeah. And Harry, what's your take? I mean, that's what the show's about, right? I mean, okay. Uh, I'm cool if you disagree. I have no issue if you disagree. I just want to know what your take is. I mean, what where do you, where do you want? And that's really the conversation I think we're we're trying to have here is like where what's the direction of the college football playoff? Where is it going? Because that to me is the one thing in college football, despite realignment slash expansion, mm -hmm. that you can't mess up. You can't mess the college football playoff up. It needs to be nails every single year because it drives the college football playoff economy, in my opinion. It is what everyone's trying to be. It is the measuring stick. So if you can get it right, I think it just you know stokes that fire. But if you get it wrong, that's really going to hurt things. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see... I'm interested to see exactly how it all shakes out. Uh, I'm really interested to see what fan sentiment is because that's all I really think is what, as useless as we are when decisions are made, fans do matter on some level because we drive the narratives. Right. We drive the talking points. So I think it'll be interested to, interesting to see where fans come down on it because I, I, I honestly don't know what, what the Garden Variety fan thinks. Uh, count to 11, MF or, uh, used to play for Spinal Tap, dude. Marcus Freeman's mistake, and he's gotten largely a free pass. Spinal. It's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me. Marcus Freeman. Do you guys see, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, but Notre Dame and Ohio State. It is third and essentially two plays left, fourth quarter. Marcus Freeman's out of timeouts. He's got 10 men on the field for the last two plays of the game. And Ohio State scored by three inches. That's what, the, that's what they're saying was the margin of victory. The ball crossed the line by three inches. And where was that 11th man supposed to be? Mm. On the defensive line. And Marcus Freeman in his, his Monday presser said, yeah, I knew both plays that we had 10 men. But what was I supposed to do? And then admitted that he didn't he didn't have a solution in the moment. Because he couldn't call timeout, didn't have one. But here's my point. You're asking, you're asking your guys on, you know, September, what would that have been? 24th, 23rd, excuse me. You, you your coaching staff didn't have that play ready. It tells me you're not prepared. You didn't practice that. You, like, how? Yeah. And now you've put in a hand signal for your defensive lineman to jump offside. Oh. I don't dislike Marcus Freeman. Frankly, they're having a better year than I thought they would. Every coach does that in spring ball. Yeah. It's one of the basic installs is your final two minutes. And on the defense, I can tell you, dude, Go up to Utah and watch Morgan Scally prepare his team for, for down and distance situations with the game on the line. Yeah, you can't have ten men on. on the field. And I don't I, I And I if don't. you do, you have to have you that hand signal to jump offside is in everybody's playbook. Well, and I saw a lot of people saying, Oh, well, it was a goal line situation and there was a lot of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter dude, it doesn't matter if Ohio State was trying to run for a first down or trying to punch it in the end zone, dude. It's inexcusable with the game on the line or at any point in the game to have 10 men on the field and not have a solution for it in the moment.
You, I mean, and, and by the way, if it was just one play, okay, I understand you couldn't, there was nothing you could do about it. Still should have had a hand signal, still should have had a solution, but there was nothing you could do about it at that time. But two plays, that's where you run into trouble. Dude. Yeah, I totally agree. Jay, John Teal says, uh, how about G5 champ moves up, P5 last kicked out. We're not ready for relegation. No. And the college football playoff certainly is not the proving ground. You know, Monty Musgrove gives us $2. Wow. Monty, nice to meet you. Love the name friend hero 75 for ten dollars don't know if it will work but letting two of the g5 conference champions in automatically only if they reach into the top 20 or 25 ranking at least no cupcakes in the playoffs please and that's what i'm saying yeah i think that the college football playoff should be should be decided with the best 12 teams in the country period and if there's a G5 that people truly believe is one of the 12 best teams in the country, okay, I'm here for it. Prove it with a vote. But Prove it. Yeah, I, I don't know how you how you'd prove it. It's an impossible – it's a situation with no solution. Yeah. Uh, John Teal, uh, two G5 teams only. If they die, they die. If I die, I die. What now? <laughs> Let me tell you what now. Uh, Casey, Anthony, gotta, what do I say? Casey, Anthony, that seems weird. Casey? That seems weird. Uh, Casey Anthony got away with it. Tarrant County SMU boy is the WNBA of the chat. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh dear. Oh, my. What happened here? Oh, dear. Um, oh, my. Conference Commissioner Gumby BCS was trash. I agree. Didn't work. Gary Wolf says the health of college football went out the window a long time ago whenever it was a conference sold their souls to the network. I don't disagree with that at all. But what were they supposed to do? I don't I, disagree I mean, with that at all. I mean, I don't disagree, but but Gary, what were they supposed to do? I, I mean, it, it, it has been up until recent times, the last probably, what, five to, okay, five to ten years. Let's call it five to ten years. I mean, TV was your primary source of revenue as a conference. Yeah. So what? So were you not supposed to sell yourself out? Like, what were you supposed to do? Yeah, it, it's. I think it's again, it's a it's a problem without a solution. Yeah. And I think the real answer is to get rid of the NCAA, but that's a different show. Yeah. You know, uh, OG Gary, what's up, Gary? Good to see you. Pretty boy Freeman about to get fired. Nah, that uh, he won't. Uh, Joey B says Notre Dame, our mother, choke job. Absolutely, choke job. Hundo P, man. Hundo P, they choked. Notre there, Dame, our mother. There is no way to get around that, man. Notre Dame choked. They were not prepared for the moment. Yeah. And Ohio, Ryan Day is a better coach than Marcus Freeman. 100%. And I don't know that you can argue it. Uh, Jim Choi, Freeman needs to fire somebody for that screw-up. That is absolutely well, true. But he also wore it, too. I mean, he said it was on him. Can you imagine not standing on the sideline as the head coach at Notre Dame? You have the lead. And you have 10 men on the field and you don't know what to do about it. This is a code 10 abort. Uh, you, I said you don't know what to do about it. At home at Notre Dame Stadium and you don't know what to do about it. Um, that's got to be that's got to be the most helpless feeling in the world. Yep. Uh, like you want to talk about imposter syndrome. Is that not the shit that you have nightmares about? Man, you know. whew, I had this dream last night that we had no we had Ohio State beat. And they were at the goal line, and we had 10 men on the field. I had absolutely no idea what to do. <laughs> um, like, isn't that the stuff that, like, that's, man, I had a dream that I, my dream, my imposter syndrome dream is always, do you guys know what imposter syndrome is? Like, you're, you're in a position that you don't feel like, wow, 
man, do, should I really be the vice president of this company? Well, are they going to figure out that I'm really bad at this? Like that is imposter syndrome. And you dream, like the dream that I always have is that somebody's like, come on, Monty, you're, you're playing first base. Let's go. I don't have spikes and I don't have a glove. <laughs> so let me get this right. You ran out there barefoot and barehanded. And you're like, well, I have that dream all the time. <laughs> or I have the dream that I am the, 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 I'm on a hockey team. I'm the goaltender and I don't have pads. Uh, those are the two dreams I'll when, drop that when I'm battling with something like whatever it is. or yeah. Usually it's something I'm insecure about or a decision I got to make or whatever. Yeah, I'll have those dreams. It's wild. Boss Frog. Hey, Jake, Boss Frog is here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good to boss see you, Boss. Boss Frog is here. Boss, always good to see you. Thank you for the 20 dollars. I thought about Boss Frog last night at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yeah, I thought about Boss Frog last night, too, while I was getting piped on prize picks. <laughs> Jake got... He had a six-pack on Prize Picks last night. PrizePicks.com, the official daily fantasy uh, partner of the Monty Show. Should have known better with Baker Mayfield. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to give Baker the benefit of the doubt. Did I not try to warn you? You did. You did. But that's not the point. So you piped yourself. Yes, I did. I did. That's, But that's not the point either. (laughs) Right? I, I said, okay, hey. You know, Baker's protected the football, hasn't been throwing interceptions. Nah, bro. It's a big game. Nah, he's gonna Mike be Evans, like, we're good, dude. You know, you always see these Tigers who change their stripes. Yeah, dude. Why is Baker they any different? Oh, oh, he can't do anything for right. you. that's right. They schemed against him, and they double-backed on the coverage, and, and it was he, a pick, And dude. Baker threw his first pick of the year. What a joke. Uh, Boss Frog for $20. Struggling with this. I had a filet... A really good filet with grilled shrimp on it. Oh, <laughs> dude, it was really good. Uh, struggling with this, not long ago, the Utes and Frogs were the little guy, but got the chance versus Pitt, Alabama, Wisco. Wasn't for the opportunity. Would they be where they are today? Does this take away from their uh, the next U of Ute to TCU? No, it doesn't. No, it does not. But, but you're exactly right. It's, again, this problem with no solution because TCU, Utah's the original BCS bus. Yes. But why isn't Boise State in a, in a P5? Because they're just not there. That's not who Boise State is. That doesn't make them a bad team. They have every chance to get into the P5 tournament now if they win the Mountain West next yeah. year, right? Depending yeah. on where the Mountain West and the P2. But I look at somebody like TCU – TCU is a P5 program. Yeah, and TCU is a sweetheart story last year. And you're in Fort Worth. I mean, you you were always a candidate. And you're right. Your success in those big moments put you in the conversation. And, and I don't think that should be – I don't think universities like Utah, BYU, BYU. Now, BYU has gone back to Mountain West. Turns out they're not. You know, like – I, I agree everybody should have the opportunity, but you at least have to fit a certain profile. Yeah. It, it, it is, again, the problem without a solution. Yeah. And I, I get it. I sound like an a-hole saying, well, I don't want nobody's small-town America Institute. And kick a person when he's down. I promise you I am not against the, the little guy. But I am not against SMU it. wasn't good. I am not against it. I'm crying like a little girl. But SMU is the perfect example. SMU is bought and paid for by the ACC. Explain to me what SMU brings to the table and what example have they set? 
Utah was the original BCS buster. They have the fan base. They have the stadium. They've won big games. So for all of you who say I slander SMU, you've got all this money. Congratulations. Where are the wins? Where's the domination of the AAC? Where's the domination Um, on the basketball court and the domination on the football court um, and on the football field? And you've won these big games against who in football? Well, the death penalty killed us. That was 800 fucking years ago. Do you know what that's like these days? You have all this money you keep telling us about. Where are the wins? Excuse my French. Oh, what a loser. There's the swear jar. Where are the wins? I don't think that's that outrageous of a question to ask. It was never in question with, with TCU or Utah. It was, in my opinion, never in question with BYU. Once Taysom Hill jumped over the Texas you know, Longhorns, it was never in question. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, I'll do it eventually for $5. (laughs) Freeman running on the field, tackling the ref would have been a better strategy for Notre Dame. Inexcusable. (laughs) Do something. Get naked. I don't know. But do something. Harry Austin uh, for $10. What happens if there are only four ranked conference champions? Then those slots would go at large. Well, no, it is the, it's not ranked. It is the sixth highest ranked conference champions. Now, the P4, your conference champion is always going to be highly ranked. Yeah. And then you're going to put two spots. Now, again, I'm assuming that the Pac-12, Mountain West, whatever that baby winds up looking like, I am assuming that they may not be a P5. That's why I'm like four P4s, two G5s. Roll with me on that. Yeah. Your two highest ranked G5 champions are getting in, whether they're ranked 130th or 116th. They're the two highest ranked G6 or G5. They're getting in. (laughs) Excellent strategy, sir. Then those slots would go at large. My solution is G5 playoffs, P4 playoffs. But till that happens, G5 deserves a shot. I Deserves is loosely used. Why do they deserve it? Yeah, I haven't. I know what you mean. I I don't disagree with you. I understand the premise, but... But I'm not going to sit here and agree that they deserve a shot. Okay, you deserve what you've earned, especially in football. Again, get the hell out of here with basketball because basketball is a different thing, right? But in football, you deserve what you've earned, and you haven't earned the respect when you're in a G5 conference playing a G5 schedule. There's no way for us to be like, yeah, wow, man, that Mountain West schedule. But, and on the flip side of that, there's no way for them to earn it. Exactly. That's that's it. a precise problem. And so that's why we need, I love the concept of individual <laughs> playoffs. Hey, you've got the lower end here, the higher end here. You've got, you've got you know, for all you basketball homers out there, you've got the big boy tournament, and then you've got the NIT. But, but isn't like, this the ultimate G5 no-win situation? Okay, you need, if you are... Pick your favorite G5 team. That G5 team needs to schedule P5 opponents. Yeah, they need to play for the pro rata they deserve, right? Right? But here's the problem. If you're a G5, don't you want P5s playing more P5s because it gives you a better opportunity at the end of the year? Here's the game plan. 
it, it is the solution creates more problems and makes your life much more difficult. That's why I say, and everyone thought it was funny when I said it, how does the G5 want to get their ass beat? How do you want to do it? You, you, you want you want the P5s to play more P5 games and then you get more slots and you lose even more? Or you want to make Well, no, it it's not like, even that. Like, if the P5 plays 10 P5 games, leaves two slots. So now they don't play four G5s, right? Like George is, I think George is playing 12 G5 teams this year. I'm being an exaggerator. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're playing right now, yeah, you can schedule. play eight conference games. Yeah. And four non-cons. And a lot of those non-cons are G5s. Yeah. Well, okay, if the G5 want to make the P5's life more difficult and try to open up more slots for itself, you guys need to play 10 conference games. 10 G, 10 P5 games. Okay, well, that just knocked out a whole lot of opportunities. For Boom. Out of here. Texas Southern or your mom's Southern Directional Institute. To beat Baylor. Think about what if Baylor had to play 10 conference games? Is Baylor playing? Probably not. Well, first of all, Dave's ass would be out of that job much quicker, number one. Wow. Number two. Really? The G5s would have less opportunity, no You're doubt. such a hater. Uh, Casey Anthony for $2. Ryan Day is a better coach, but that, okay, the word of the day from yesterday. Ryan Day is a much better coach, but a much bigger jagoff. <laughs> <laughs> That was the word of the show yesterday. Uh, Zachary Hardy for $10. Won't happen, but eliminate one week of the regular season. Adopt the FCS 2014 model and put all nine conference champs uh, in, assuming P2 is dead. 15 at large. And I don't see why it can't. And, oh, wow, Brooks Robinson passed away. Um, do you know who Brooks Robinson is? Yeah, I know that name. The Baseball Hall yeah. of Famer. Um, 18 All-Star appearances. Um, all 23 years of his career with the Baltimore Orioles, Brooks Robinson dies at the age of 86. Uh, a little easier to read on that uh, Apple Watch Ultra over there. Well, yeah, because it's the size of, like, Mexico. Yeah, dude. It's a huge face. Oh! Uh, Boomer Wob. Hey, Domer, it's about time you showed up. Sor well, he's been here. Sources, you might have noticed. We've. You, I know you don't listen to the show. It's fine. Sources indicated Ryan Day beat up Lou Holtz. <laughs> Okay, Ryan, speaking My of fucking the Jagoff reference, yeah. Ryan Day went after a senile Lou Holtz, who I a thought senile. was I thought Lou Holtz was dead already, and based on the interview we did on the Pat McAfee show, I think Lou Holtz is dead. I'm uh, Shiva, the god of death. Pretty sure that was a skinwalker wearing Lou Holtz up there, but I could be wrong, <laughs> right? My man was old. Bro. Ryan Day going after Lou Holtz. How very Dan Lanning of you. Yeah, seriously. Right? I mean, you're a joke, dude. I understand why Ryan did it. That was a huge moment for Ryan Day. Let's not, let's not pull punches. Let's not. But again, these head coaches don't have any semblance of class. But it, that's not it, though. Well, understand Ryan Day is getting a lot of heat for a soft schedule. He's getting a lot of heat for them, frankly, not looking good, not having a quarterback. Do you understand how massive. That moment was for Ohio State and Ryan Day. And I know we focus all of our attention on Marcus Freeman needing to take his shoes off to count to 10. I totally get that. And I'm never forgiving you, sir. No. Um, but we all forgot how important that win was. And symbolically what that win meant for Ohio State. I mean, if you think about 
how many people counted Ohio State out and how many people said, oh, we don't have a, we don't have a quarterback. Well, it turns out Kyle McCord disagrees with you. Kyle McCord disagrees with you. Well, we don't, you know, we don't run the ball at Ohio State anymore. Not like we did with Pervin Meyer. Well, it turns out that um, Travion Henderson disagrees with you. You know, like, that was a massive moment for a now undefeated Ohio State team. And I'm not certainly sitting here supporting Ohio State because I am not a Buckeye fan. But going into Big Ten play, you needed that win. Because I think Kyle McCord would have folded like Jake's cheap-ass Lululemon suit that he wore to the wedding. He would have folded up. They would have been, I think that would have been a 2-3 loss team. Mm. And now I think there's a real good chance that they beat Penn State and they beat Michigan at the big house. Because Kyle McCord, if he stays healthy, now is playing at a different level of confidence. And I hate to say that out loud. Yeah, I I just... Disheartening. And I get it. We disagree. Yeah. But why 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 are you taking a run at Lou Holtz, man? Like what what like? Because that's that's Notre Dame. Yeah. Lou Holtz is Notre Dame. Well, I get it. But... Dion is Colorado. Dion's yeah. hat and sunglasses is Colorado. Yeah, it's not, it's it's no different. It is it is what Lou Holtz did is no different than the stupidity that Colorado players displayed running on the field and talking a bunch of junk, and it's no different and. Dan Lanning is getting a lot of heat. And I think some of it is very well deserved for his comments. But look at how different the tone was after the game. Here's what I say. We're playing to win the game. Inside that house, they felt a certain way. They felt a certain way about a group stomping on the O. They felt a certain way uh, about guys talking to him in the pregame. And I'm proud of those guys because what they decided to do is talk with their pads. Right? They didn't want to do anything extra afterwards. They want to talk with their pads. And they did that on Saturday. Um, grateful and and can clearly acknowledge that the attention that we got this Saturday in large part was due to, uh, to, due to Dion and what he's doing to college football. And if anybody can't see what he's done for college football and how he's bringing excitement to college football, you're crazy, right? And I said that last week as well. Um, he's done a lot for the game. He's, he's building something over there. I think that's really, really clear. Uh, there's no secret there, but it, it wouldn't matter if I was playing my 10-year-old uh, son on the other sideline. I'm going to do everything I can to win. Mm. Different tone, mm. different tone, but you understand. Lou Holtz is Notre Dame. Dion is Colorado. When you are Lou Holtz, shouldn't I, I don't even know that you say anything that inflammatory. Ryan Day needed Lou Holtz. Ohio State needed Lou Holtz to mouth off because it it poured gas in the tank, uh, and Oregon needed the stupid. Colorado players stomping on the O and mouthing off and yeah Shiloh Sanders that's a bad look but I probably should have you probably should have won the game and then walked on the O well I I agree with that and I think that Shiloh Sanders saying what he said about I'm yeah I think something to the effect of I'm gonna beat all your asses and you know all this stuff and then he goes to the hospital with a potentially ruptured kidney yeah that's probably not great dude probably not great and look I'm a Colorado guy. Love me some Dion. Love what he's doing there. But I I am surprised that his players were talking junk before the game. That is surprising. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. Dumb, da dumb, dumb. Like really dumb. Yeah. Not smart. Uh all right, hour number two of the Monty show. That went by like that. 
Great first hour. Appreciate you guys. Over 2,000 comments on the show in the first hour. Please hit, give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Aaron Wilson. Okay, let me uh, pull it out here. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron Wilson. He, he gave a membership away Appreciate today. You. Appreciate you, Aaron Wilson, one of our, our most supportive uh, viewers and friends on the program. You guys, please hit the like button. It helps the channel grow. Uh, we are just now... Bro, what? We are ninety days from Christmas. Whatever. What? No the comment. Hell no comment. It's going on. I said to my wife this morning, I feel like our lives are zooming by. Yeah. Are zooming by. And had a really great dinner with my sister-in-law last night at Ruth's Chris. We just were sitting around and we we're talking about, you know, frankly, how how lucky we are, how healthy we are, how happy we are, how well-adjusted we are that I miss my wife when she's gone. And it's like, dude, if you are not living the life that you want to be living, do something about it, man. Do something about it. Um, right now, hit the like button, please. If you are not a subscriber on the channel, please consider subscribing. We have 90 days to get 12,000 subscribers. Our goal is to get Go. to 50,000 subscribers uh, by the end of the uh, calendar year. And we're just short of 39,000. We're at 38,875. Yeah, come on. We would love for you to get on board. Um, appreciate you you all being here. Hour number two of the show is brought to you by TridayTrading.com. You guys, speaking of, hey, if you're not living the life you want to be living, TridayTrading.com. So many members of our friendship circle here on the Monty Show. Um and now I've taken to taking the T out. Yeah, it's the Monty program. The Monty Showgram. <laughs> Here on the Monty <laughs> Show, you guys know we talk about thriving. When, when we talk about life, we talk about living our best lives. Yeah. If that is not you right now, get to TridayTrading.com. And I, I had a very personal offline conversation with a viewer a couple of weeks ago about credit card debt. And this particular person was telling me that he and his wife – have $47,000 in credit card debt and just living under the weight of that debt. And he went to TridayTrading.com. And that's the move you got to make. I'm telling you, if you hate your boss, if you're not making the money you've always wanted to make, if you've always thought about working for yourself at home, maybe you want to stay home with your kids, TridayTrading.com. Maybe you hate your boss, TridayTrading.com. Work for yourself. Go and sign up for their $10 30-day trial membership. That $10 goes to charity, so it's a tax write-off. Your, your education's a tax write-off. There's not a lot of reasons to say no here. And the best part is when you graduate the TridayTrading.com program, they're going to fund a trading account so you trade with their money right out of the gate. You're going to get your feet wet with TridayTrading.com's money, not your own money. When you make money with their money, they give you 80% of the profit. Go get a $10 30-day trial membership, and they give you everything in that 30 days. Their professional high-level coaching, their algorithms, their processes, their software, it's all yours, man. They don't want your money. They want you to make loads and loads of money. Like their graduates who trade full-time, they make $1,000 a day on average. Their part-time graduates, the ones who go through the program and they keep their full-time job, they use Tri-Day Trading as a, as a side hustle, three to $500 a day. That's a lot of money. That's life-changing money. Do it your way. Live the house, the car, the vacation, the clothes, the pimps, the hoes. Try day trading. That was probably too much. Trydaytrading.com. 
Tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Casey Anthony would like to clarify some things. I learned the term jagoff when I lived in Chicago. Oh, okay, dude. What's up, big bro? Well, I'm from Chicago, and trust me when I say the next time somebody calls me a jagoff will not yeah, be the first did, time. Did you just call us a jagoff, dude? Is that what it, just happened right there? Was that low-key? But, Casey, you're not wrong. The term, and mo a lot of people, that's probably harsh to some people's ears. The term jagoff is not... It's it's everyday slang in Chicago. I'll be yeah. honest with you. It is not something that. Yeah. I mean, the next time that, the next time somebody's talking about the Bears and they're like, yeah, Mike Ditka's a jag off. What a jag off. Or the next time that Justin Fields inevitably takes a sack because he's terrified to make a mistake and somebody's like, yeah, Justin Fields is a jag off. That's, and that's how I look at it. That's every day. Uh, Monty Musk uh, Grove. I don't know why your comment is being retracted. Um, it tells me that your message was retracted. We don't filter or retract comments. Um, and if you guys are being filtered or whatever that looks like, that's YouTube doing that based on what you're putting in that comment. Yeah. Kyle Wilson for $5. No one would care about a G5 playoff. Don't believe me? Who won the FCS last year without looking it up? And would OSU Washington State be in the college football playoff or a G5 playoff? I don't know. Um, we've heard that there is a lot of activity behind the scenes on this Pac-12 Washington State, Oregon State thing. I would assume that by, I mean, I'd really be surprised if in the next 10 days we didn't get an answer. Pac-10. I mean, if they, it, the, the Pac-12 is going to be a P5 a year from now. They have two full calendar years to get back to eight teams. They're going to do that. It's simply now working through a court system so they can start writing a schedule for their athletic departments. Yeah. It, it's, it is only a matter of time until the Mountain West and the Pac-12 come together. Yeah. I, I truly, I just don't know what other resolution there is. Yeah. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, Pac-10. Pac-10. It's one of my, that's Jed Fish, the head football coach at, at Arizona. Pac-10. Uh, Jeff, Whoa. The eye patch says, hey, Kyle Wilson, thumbs up. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, football at 50. Who is better at tanking, Bears or Broncos? Bullet. Um, the Bears are – you know what the sad part is? The Bears are not tanking. No. They're actually trying to win, and they just suck. Do you understand that the Bears had the number one pick this year? And they traded it. They traded out. And then they traded out again. And now SRT boy in Philly, Jalen Carter is one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. And again, as always in the NFL, nobody cares that he was all SRT boy. That's the problem with the league. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Gary Wolf, Clark Griswold called uh, the cousin in Phoenix a jagoff because he is. Yeah. Clark Griswold. Man, I love that movie. He has our full respect. Uh, Jim Choi, college football playoff committee ain't the NCAA, and nor should it be. The NCAA should be abolished. Yeah. It truly should. The regulations, the rules, the it and if your inference is the NCAA doesn't have an influence on that, you're crazy. They they absolutely yeah. have influence on that. You know. Um Christopher Shannon, what would JC do for the Bears? Jalen Carter? Uh he would make them a much better defensive team. They're terrible defense. I don't even get him started, dude. I mean, it, the the laundry. We could do three hours on why the Bears are not a good team. Honestly, 
don't, don't, don't. Why don't, why, no. Why don't we do college conferences, which is the best in college football? Because I think this conversation is very interesting as well. I put this graphic up a while ago. But look at the FPI, ESPN's power rankings in college football. Yeah. Look at the FPI. Ohio State. Remember I said that win was hugely important to them? The. Ohio <laughs> State. Uh, now has a 100% ratio to get to six wins. They're going to win their division 53%. They're going to win the Big Ten 47%. They're going to make the college football playoff 59% chance to make the college football playoff. Yeah. And there ain't another one that's close to that. Not not close. Oklahoma's next at 47%, basically. 36.5% to make the national championship game. That was a huge win for Ohio State. So I ask you, what is the the best conference in college football? Because it's not the Big Ten. And I think there is overwhelmingly this idea that the SEC is, by default, the best college football conference in the country. Nick Saban. Kirby Smart and his team of SRT drivers (laughs) is not the best conference in college football. I think it's the Pac-12. I don't think it's even arguable. I think the Pac-12, when you look at the talent level, the quarterbacks, the defenses, you look at the wins, you look at the way games are being won, you look at the Pac-12 right now, and you go to the dominating performances we've seen out of Oregon this year, with Bo Nix now playing a true dual threat style of offense for Oregon. I look at Penix in Washington, they're very, very good. And nobody's talking about him. SC has been everything you've wanted, except Jake hates their defense. Mm-hmm. But you have probably one of the strongest Heisman Trophy candidates in the conference in Caleb Williams. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. And we haven't even talked about how good Cam Ward at Washington State has been. We have not even talked about the fact that I think Oregon State is going to win a lot of games that's going to piss people off because I think in a lot of different ways, Jonathan Smith has built a program that was built to last now. Again, will it? I don't know, and I really don't care beyond this year because I think Oregon State's part of the reason that the Pac-12 is by far the best conference in the country. And I think Arizona is part of the reason that the Pac-12 is one of the best conferences or, excuse me, the best conference in the country Jake, can you make a compelling argument against that? Yeah, I think the only the only thing to say against the Pac-12 is college football playoff appearances. That's it. That's literally it. Because at this point, top to bottom, they are the best conference in the country. And I agree, the SEC is top-heavy. The Big Ten is top-heavy. The ACC simply is has one team at this point. And I can make a case they don't have any teams right now after what Florida State did with Clemson. And the Big 12 unfortunately has several of their mid-tier brands struggling mightily, right? Tech, Okie State, Baylor, Staples in the Big 12 struggling. I can even make a case of TCU struggling quite a bit. So, yeah, what's the best What's the best conference this year in college football? Well, it's Pac-12, obviously. It's very straightforward. You've got Oregon, Washington, Utah, SC. Like, you've got a laundry list of teams here. That, that are college football playoff caliber. And then on top of that, yeah, you've got 10-win teams in Oregon State. 
like nobody's Oregon going out State. of their way to watch Oregon State, yet here we are talking about them being a college football playoff ruiner for teams, a season killer for SC, let's say, or whoever. So, yeah, the Pac-12 is by far the best conference in the land, but I think the tough part is they don't get the recognition they deserve because they haven't been on TV. And that's why your conference is dead. And so, unfortunately, if we're saying just top to bottom, it's the Pac-12. If we're saying winning national championships, there's only one, and it's the SEC. And that's what's difficult about yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I I, think right now today is the question. I don't think there's even a, a doubt that it's performances by guys like DJ Uyunglele or Cam Ward or, you know, again, I look at, at, at Arizona. I think Jed Fish has been very, very, very good uh, in building that program. Now, obviously, Kenny Dillingham's got some work to do, but, you know, it's funny in our group chat today, it, people were talking about, hey, it's not easy to go to the state of Arizona and win. It's not anymore. I knew today would be you know, shitty. Yeah, Kenny, I know you did. But going to Arizona is not going to be an easy thing. And, and the thing that bothers you is I, I look at Stanford. Stanford yep. is 0-2 in the conference. Stanford has one win, and it's Hawaii, and they've lost to USC, Sac State, and Arizona. Now, Arizona <laughs> was a close win, but again – I give I give Jed Fish and the guys at Arizona down in Tucson uh, a lot of credit. Your only loss was at, in Starkville at Mississippi State, and you have now probably the game of the year, which is sold out by the way against Washington. Yeah, that's a game of the year so far because your season's coming to an end. I mean, well, your season um. Arizona's season's over. They're they're now just going to scrimmage the rest of the year. Uh, Washington at SC at Washington State, Oregon State. Well, I mean, it was fun so while see. it lasted. You're going to lose to Washington. You're going to lose to SC. You're probably going to lose to Washington State. You're, you're about to lose gonna four lose in a row. to Oregon State. You're in danger of losing to UCLA. You're going to beat Colorado, I would guess. You're going to lose to Utah, and you're going to beat ASU. You're going to lose four in a row. You're Damn. you're going you're gonna to struggle. You're going to struggle to be bowl eligible. No, I think I think they'll they will give they will give Arizona State a ride. I think Colorado is now facing real injury problems. I, I we'll see. But my point is, top yeah. to bottom, look at how good it, it, it look at how good Utah's defense is. Yeah. It's one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, Utah is going on the road to the state of Texas and beating teams with their defense. It's a wee fence. Um, they, the, if I said to you, what's the most points Utah's given up this year? Would it surprise you to hear 13 in Waco? Um, that's wild. It's a wee fence that you held UCLA to seven. Now you only score 14, but at Oregon state, that might be the first loss of the year for Utah. Well, we'll see what cam does and will he play and we'll see, but their defense is legit. And I just. I want to applaud Washington State football. To be 4-0 and to have beaten Oregon State in a wildly entertaining game, to have beaten Wisconsin on the road, you scored 50 points at Colorado State. Like, this is not a fluke. Yeah. And my guess is they're going to be 6-0 and going to Oregon. This is the best conference in the country. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. And that Cal Berkeley is 500 right now. Unfortunately, they lost to the two best teams they've seen, but that they're 500.
that Washington State's 4-0, that Arizona's 3-1, and Colorado doing what Colorado has done. I mean, how many Heisman candidates are in this conference? Jeez. Caleb Dude. Williams, certainly. Bo Nix, certainly. Penix. Shador Sanders, certainly. Michael Penix Jr., certainly. I mean, that's four right there. The Colorado homers are going to throw Shador in there still. I'm not, but But some what's going to happen will. with Cam Ward? Because Cam Ward's going to have some big games. Yep. Cam Ward's got UCLA, Arizona, then they're, then they're at Oregon, and they've got Colorado, and then they finish at Washington. Oh, and if you're in Cam Ward's seat, you know you're going to be playing from behind a lot. So what does that mean? You're throwing the football. They're going to be up numbers. They're going to be six and zero going to Oregon. Yep. Right. And if you figure they lose to Oregon, seven will come against Arizona State. Eight and nine against Stanford and Cal. Ten wins against Colorado, and they're probably ten and two. It's a damn shame that Kirk Schultz messed that up. They're ten and two, and that's just Washington State. That's wild. So I, I think I, I don't think I don't even think it's close, you guys. I think the Pac-12 is the best conference in the country. Yes. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, uh, Gumby, Cal Dunn slipped on a banana peel last weekend. Cal's not good. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, OG Gary, Utah will probably win a close one on Friday. I haven't done a real deep dive on, on Oregon State yet, but we'll see. I, DJ Uyunglele can be schemed. And if you can disguise and scheme him, you'll beat Oregon State. Yeah. Because he has not seen... And obviously, this is the little master of the obvious. Oregon State's not seen anything that resembles Utah's defense. Right. That not close, haven't seen it. They have not. We clear on that? Utah is so physical up front and so skilled in the back of that defense. Yeah. I just keep talking about Joan Ellis and Cole Bishop, and nobody wants to listen. Oh, and it's it's and it's why Utah's defense is so dominant, because they're getting after you. They're getting pressure with four down. And sometimes three down in some certain situations. And and then, they so they force you to throw it quicker. And then when you do throw it quicker and you feel good about what you did, they're still making a play on the ball. And sometimes that's a pick six. That's the hard part. Kareni Reed playing the way that he's playing right now and he's healthy. Um, you know, you, you look at, I mean, just that secondary, you guys. Like, it's so impressive the Teo Johnsons of the world contributing or – you know, you just you start to understand pretty quick that they are deep. Sione Vaki is one of the best safeties in the country that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. And number number 29 for the Utes, nobody knows about him. And it's just one of those things that guys like Cole Bishop, number eight for Utah, nobody knows about him. And he's a dominant performer. Right place, right time, all the time. It's amazing. Mike Smith. Utah versus Oregon State should be a good game. I think a very good game. Yes. Mike Smith is feeling himself with West Virginia, too. Oh, please. You know. It'll be uh it'll be very interesting to see exactly how how that game plays out. Uh phew. Here comes Salamini with his Here we Dude, go. I Salamini's one of those guys who hates Deion Sanders because Deion Sanders was born. I yeah. truly believe that. Yeah. Like uh, Shador Sanders, same number of touchdowns versus Oregon as Portland State quarterback. Who cares? Yeah. Who who cares? What does one have to do with the other? What I and I I I really hope that you stand and defend yourself. I don't understand what your boner for the Sanders family is. I truly don't get it. 
like everything that Deion Sanders has done has has elevated college football. Dan Lanning it's himself yeah. said that Deion Sanders has done a ton for college football this year. Yet guys like Salamini just want to hate on him. And I'll never understand it. I'll never understand Shiloh or Sador. I don't understand their walk over the O. Like you were going in there on a death march. Yeah. And maybe that's why you did it. They knew they had no chance going into to Eugene. They you you were never going in there with that level of talent and beating Oregon. But does that diminish what Shador Sanders has done their first three games? Not even a little. Yeah. Does that diminish what Dion's done at Colorado for Colorado and with Colorado? Not even a little. Yet guys like Salamini will insult him and talk down about him. And, and then you'll go on Twitter and make a big deal about it. It's and it wild. Just is, it's weak it's sauce, wild, dude. It is, it is just wild to me that people want to go and do that. And it's a precise example of people wanting to focus on the negative instead of focusing on the positive. Yeah. Was it silly for them to go out and do what they did? Yeah, absolutely. That was dumb. Absolutely. You shouldn't have been talking on the field before the game. And and frankly, uh, even as a Dion guy, a Dion supporter, I am surprised he allowed his kids to go and do that. I am very surprised by that. I am surprised that there was a lack of class. <laughs> Salamini, I love Coach Sanders. Stop lying. Yeah, you, dude. What you are you don't. doing? Stop. Stop. You you don't. Yeah, you, you absolutely don't. You you absolutely don't. Uh, all right. Monty Musgrove gives us five more dollars. Thank you. Uh, Kyle Wilson. Uh, no one would care about a G5 playoff. Don't believe me who won the FCS last year. Salty drunk. Monty does not ignore comments to be clear to all. I get asked this all the time. We will, we have done over three, almost 3000 comments today. I cannot possibly read all of our comments. If you pay to comment, I'm going to read your comment. If you are a member of our group and you you pay to be a member of our show, I'm going to read your comment. Do I get to all of them? I do not. Because we get how we have 40 something paid comments today. Like I it, it is it's impossible for me to read every comment. Uh just checking in that you are still working on your pronunciation meteorological society. Also, Kelsey jersey shirts are sold out thanks to his significant other. Dude. How about Aaron I... Andrews? Aaron Andrews, the Fox, I think she's still at Fox. Yeah. Uh wearing a Taylor Swift t shirt today, and it's a picture of Taylor Swift in the box at Kansas City. <coughs> what are we doing? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> Taylor Swift is a globe onto her own. Like it's amazing how how much reach and how much passion people have for I, her. I'm not even and I, I'm the here music for it. Sucks. I enjoy some of her music. I do. Some of her music is good. I don't enjoy all of it. I'm certainly not obsessed with her. But we are just uh, in in our country. We love the front runner couple. Yes. We love Odell and Kim K. We love. Kim K and Kanye. We love Jay-Z and Beyonce. We love it. We just can't get enough of it. And it's amazing to me that every time, whether it takes 15 years or five months, they're going to break up and your dream's going to die. And I'm just curious yeah. to what you said yesterday on the show because I thought it was perfectly said. Dude, 
How long are, are they going to be together so they can drive sales? Because I don't believe it's anything other than that, dude. I, I think that this is, we're going to have a little fun. We, we you know, we're going to, we're going to lay down together. But ultimately, what everyone wants to point out on Twitter is, hey, look how much growth his jersey sales get. Her Instagram got his Instagram. His That's jersey what it's sales, about, dude. His jersey sales are up 400%. That's what it's about. Yet we get Josh Dobbs who can't buy his own jersey in the team store. <laughs> Josh Dobbs today walked into the team store in Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals team store. He's the quarterback for the Cardinals. Not that you would know that. He walked up to the custom print thing. There's a machine the that kiosk. will custom print you a jersey. And he videotaped the whole process, and his name and number were not in there. They do not offer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wild. It is wild. But, yeah, I, meteorological. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better. Salamini, if I've had Deion Sanders as the spokesperson of my fantasy league for 15 years, keep making things up about the hate. It's laughable. Bro, you spent how many tweets yeah, tweeting we- at me about how much you hate Deion Sanders and how neg- the negativity towards what he's done. You, you quite literally on Twitter would not – say a good thing about Deion Sanders because they lost to, to Colorado lost to Oregon. And I, didn't you say something to me on Twitter? Like something like, can we stop calling him the best coach in the country? Nobody has called Deion Sanders the best coach in the country. Nobody. We talked on the show about how he calls Nick Saban, his mentor and their conversations they've had on the set at Aflac. But You've had him as your mascot or spokesperson for 15 years. Oh, that's cool. But that's not what your tweets at me say. And I'm okay with it. But just own it. Own the fact that you'll never say anything good about what he's done as a coach. You'll never compliment him about what he's done for college football. You'll never compliment him for what he did for Jackson State. And, yeah, weren't you part of the conversation where people were talking about how he bailed on Jackson State and abandoned those kids for a payday? Never mind that there's so much of that narrative that the kids at Jackson State have said, hey, I still talk to him. He still mentors me. He, like, he, he did more for Jackson State facilities alone than had happened at Jackson State in their entire history. The water poisoning essentially that happened at Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi, which is where Jack state is. They had a water issue where the water was dirty and you couldn't drink it. The volume of water that Deion Sanders bought to Jackson state, but you don't talk about that. You're just pissed that people supposedly were saying he's the best coach in college football quote on Twitter. He's about his money. That's it. He left a commitment to an HBCU in those players dot 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 for money and exposure he even has a song all about it uh, about it all being about money what i own is not falling for the hype or clickbait you have own it like what are you running from dude you think you can come on here in the in the comments I love and then coach go on prime. twitter and say that you you don't love coach prime I, you love being the attention that's what you love he left jackson state for the month so let me ask you you're the head coach at jackson state You have an opportunity to take you and your family to a new level. Your career and your family to a new level. You just said no to that and you just stayed at Jackson State. And so for someone who uh, allegedly loves Deion Sanders, 
right, on Twitter right here. My guy here, right, follow him, Monty Shaw on Twitter. You, you retweeted, hey, Clemson's embarrassing themselves, or Florida State's embarrassing themselves. Clemson's embarrassing themselves, right? This guy right here comes after you on Twitter and says, can we finally end the prime is the best coach BS? TCU is not the same team as last year, mid at best. Nebraska is garbage. CSU is garbage. And they need a double overtime and 180 CSU penalty yards to beat them. So don't tell me. Don't come in here and, and, and be like, yeah, I love Coach Sanders. Get the hell out of here with that. You don't love Coach so Sanders, wait, You love dude. Coach Sanders, but you everybody don't. he's beat sucks. Uh, he's a money-grubbing, uh, selfish guy. Like this, and this it's is ridiculous. what I'm talking about with Dion. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it, ever. I'll never understand why we hate on people who are seeing success in their chosen professions that they're passionate about. And not only are they raising their profile, they're raising the fortunes of everybody around them. From Jackson, Mississippi, the water shortage, their facilities, their profile as an, uh, 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 an HBCU, like making them more money than they've ever made. And they continue to reap that benefit. What he did at Colorado, what he's done for college football, what he's done for his kids at Colorado, and I don't mean just Shiloh and Shador and Junior, his daughters, um, Travis Hunter, all of the players on his team, and yet we're trying to find ways to say TCU sucks, so Dion's a fraud. Guy, come on. I, I've, I've just never understood it. Yeah. Salamini, this isn't about Dion hate. Oh, I'm sorry. You just said that he was a money grubber, that he left. He he made a decision for money, that he essentially abandoned Jackson State, and he has a song about how it's all about the money. That's not hating on Deion Sanders? That everybody, everything he's accomplished at Colorado is because everybody he played sucks? That's not hating on Deion Sanders? And now you want to say it's about the media? No, dude. It's about you hating on Deion. That's what it's about. Facts. So the facts are that you hate Dion because he's a fraud. He's about the money and everybody he's beaten sucks. Well, then why don't you go do it? If, if, if what he does is just all fraud, why don't you go be the head coach at Colorado? And why don't you go beat TCU in Fort Worth? And why don't you go beat Nebraska? And why don't you go beat Colorado State? It's a joke, dude. Why, why don't you go do that? Oh, because there's probably not another coach in the country who can do what he's done. I, I, just at least, I don't even, Salamini, here's the thing that you and all the other haters don't get. I don't even care that you hate Deion Sanders. It's a free country. Just own it. Yeah. Don't come in here and say that you love Deion Sanders, that he's been your mascot for 15 years. Say the same thing in here that you said on Twitter. Yeah. Ah, but you won't do that. You won't do that. And, and we've been giving you a free pass for a while. Like it's, it, you know, I don't, you guys, you got to understand on our show. And those of you who have been here, guys like Salty Drunk, who understands that we can't, I don't ignore comments, but we're never going to be able to read all of them. Why does Salty Drunk know that? He's been here since the days of five subscribers. This show is not personal. It's an exchange of ideas. You're never going to get shouted down unless you're a racist. Really, that's what it, 
unless unless you are a drag, like you are a racist or whatever your thing is, then we'll shout you down. We're never going to block you because blocking people is bad for business. But I, I don't understand why you won't come in here and say the same things that you do as a keyboard warrior on Twitter. Yeah. Just say the same thing. Yeah. Because you look, you have a completely different name and profile on Twitter than you do here. Why? And how do we know that it's Salamini just for all the people just want to get out ahead of that? Because he admits it's him. Yeah. He said it's him. I don't know. I just, it, it's funny to me that people won't own it. Uh, Mike Smith, the only reason Monty has a new Apple Watch is because of Prime. Uh, you know. Yeah, dude. You know. <laughs> Man, I wish somebody would give it to me for free. <laughs> But the Apple Watch is worth it, but it's hell of an expensive. That's what we do in sports, though. Not to make this a big thing, but we love, we love, and I've seen this happen. It's happened to us in person. We love to go on Twitter and be a hard ass. Mm -hmm. We love to talk all our junk on yes, Twitter. Yes, we do. And then when we get in the comments section on the <laughs> yes, show we or do. we run into you at a sporting event, probably, what's it happened, seven, eight times at least? Oh, hey, Monty. What, love the show. What do you think One of this? One of our biggest haters, Please. a Utah fan, who was so convinced that we were lying and making it up and they were never going to the Big 12 and they're never leaving the Pac-12. <laughs> we're sitting at Maverick Center in Salt Lake City last year. It's a hockey, there's a ho it's a hockey building. And this guy comes running up to us. Oh, Monty, it's so good to meet you, bro. I love your show. You're the best. You. Oh, salt man, your show just gets me through the day. Not two days later. You're a fat ass on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Nice, dude. Appreciate you. <laughs> right? Come on now. Come on, Come on man. now. Come on. It's, it's just amazing to me. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Who else? Cleveland Rocks. Uh, read that one. Meteorological. Excellent execution. I, I still have to pause. Meteorological. Yeah. I still have to pause. Uh, Casey Anthony uh, says Taylor Swift is a jagoff. <laughs> well, I, see, but the, see, I can respect this. You stood on brand, right? <laughs> hey, you get a jag. You get it. Like we get it. Is she? Is she a front runner? Yeah. Yep. I still think there's a big comparison between her and Kim K. And one of our one of our friends here in the office was brought up Katy Perry because uh, we were yeah. talking about. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember who we were talking about. Uh, Brand. What's his name? The guy in England that's under investigation. Um, but it, they're all front runners, in my opinion. Yeah, they truly are. But yet Taylor Swift is a jagoff. Uh, barfing chickens. What's up, Barfing Chickens? Good to see you. Uh, it sure does seem like you ignore comments when paid or not. You read all their the other ones and just skim past certain viewers. I do. I, I so here's here's how I do the like there's so I have a computer screen right here off camera that you can't see, and there's just a whole block, a whole stack of comments that just keep coming in and rolling and rolling and rolling. I never scroll through comments. It serves me comments. And it's every single one of them, and it just keeps going. Like right now, the newest comment is Mike Smith, who says, pardon me, I thought that Mondays were official red-ass day on the Monty Show, but today is going off the rails, and people are all pissed like they were served Italian food on Taco oh Tuesday. Oh, my God, dude. Exactly. Dude, I love you, bro. Where's the Italian? Exactly. I love, dude, tell him, Mike. Tell him, bro. Um, Conference Commissioner Gumby, a pewter screen. Hey, right? get on the internet. 
Um, Casey, whoa, see, and here's what happens. I was going to read Casey Anthony got away with it, but I got a big comment dump. And so the, the next newest one is Jim Choi. Last new music I heard was before the turn of the century. Oh man. Well, the conversation on music changing is undisputed. I mean, it's changed so much for the first time I have a, uh, Sonos. I was given, I want a Sonos when I worked at Yelp, but it's a speaker. Yeah. You know, one of those little portable things we brought it golfing the other day game changer and taylor swift yeah it's not that her music sucks it's not and what is that enchanted yeah enchanted's one of them yep yep aaron wilson says uh my comments are more important than yours (laughs) so right now what just happened is a big comment dump comes in because i don't look at youtube during the show unless somebody's like hey i gave away memberships and then i'll go look at it i look at we use a a company called StreamYards. So I'm not even seeing the YouTube screen. I just see a scroll of comments. Um, tan- no, see. The Todd Father, people butthurt not getting comments read. Man, man up, cupcakes, seriously. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you, we, we're not in the business of just skipping over people's comments. There's literally so many that, that you know. And it's, it, again, I just explained this. Think about what we do. Why would I block people or ignore your comments? Yeah. Because if you comment less, it yeah. hurts the show. Yeah. If I block you and you can't watch our show, that hurts the show. So I don't block people on, on YouTube and I don't block people on Twitter. Yeah. It's bad for business. It is bad for business, man. I don't do it. And by the way, we're well over 3,000 comments today. 3,679 so far. OG Gary, 49-inch curved monitor in vertical for comments. Yeah. I do have a curved monitor for comments. You, you ain't wrong. Uh, Mike Smith, the glory days of hip-hop was with real lyrics. Now mumble rap, dude. Totally and agree, he, dude. you are such a... Oh, the owl, mother... Yeah, but that's not mumble rap. Drake is not mumble rap. Yeah, but... It, GTI Brandon. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Guys, 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 guys. God, Jake loves the GTI. Oh, you can hey do guys. so much to it. Hey, guys. Just because I don't <laughs> want an SUV like every other fat-ass American out here. Did you just call me fat? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Conference Commissioner Gumby, T-Swizzle's music sucks. Facts. Okay, so what do I like? I don't like Antihero that much. I'm over it. The, her, Taylor Swift's song that I like a lot is Enchanted. Uh-huh. That's the one. That's it. That's all. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I love dumping in my comments. Yeah, dude. Dumping in the comments is awesome. Uh, James, Okie State James. What's up, dude? Good to see you. I don't hate Dan. I just want to talk about something else. What's going to happen to Oregon State and Wazoo? Is anyone other than Texas and OU going to get to the Big 12 title game? No, I don't think so. Casey, now that's a fair take. If, if and you, we if weren't you talking say, about it. Yeah, it, we weren't talking about it until the haters wanted to avoid being haters. I mean, that's just what it was. And now, solid, man, comment dump. Uh, Capazzo, Drake sucks easy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Sal- Salamini, uh, Drake is not mumble rap. He's an R- he's R and B rap, and I, there's I two like types Drake. Of Drake. There's two types there of Drake. There is though. There's hard Drake and soft Drake. We and all know that. And there's a, there's a good bit of Drake, especially when he just makes like an appearance on a song yeah. or a track. Yeah. <laughs> That's not for me. Like where you at? Yeah. Where you at? Yeah, where you at with Future and Drake? Great song. Love that song. But Not Drake a lyric is, song. No, Drake is much more... And Future's like... Yeah, Future <laughs> is one of the best mumble rappers <laughs> in the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're saying, dog, but the beat's nice. Uh, Cyclone Steve, SUV. 
One ton dually with an eight foot bed. Yeah, you see what I mean? Let's go. Just because I don't need some massive pickup truck that can pull the world. Like eight foot bed, one inch member. Um, hey Tone. Hey Tone. I'm just gonna keep going because. Hey Tone. You know. Hey Tone. No one cares. Bull signed Lee Corso. That's right, T. <laughs> I love it. Comment dump. Gumby says yes. Mike Smith, less prime talk, more Mike Smith talk. Totally agree. Because West, West Virginia is way worse than Colorado. Seriously. That's not what you meant. Uh, I love Drake hard. Whoa. Stay hard. Whoa. You love Drake hard. Whoa. The cack. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, hey, Tone, money in the game. Okay. Mike Smith, I like hand breaks. I mean, hard Drake. Uh. What you do with your mailman on your own time is up to you, man. Here I am. Tanner Plummer, Prime Talk has sadly turned toxic. I hope he does well, though. It is very much It is very much like Democrat versus Republican. Prime yeah. versus non-prime. And it's a bummer because I'm passionate about it. The issue, it. but I want to be really clear about what the conversation we just had with Salomini on Prime is. We weren't talking about Prime. No. I hope you guys get it. We're talking about haters not wanting to own the fact that they're hating. They want to run from it. They want to, you want, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I don't really have that many, but my, one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is you want to be person A on Twitter, hard ass, you know, I'm going to drop you. You're an idiot guy on Twitter, but then you want to come on the show on YouTube, on YouTube and you want to be different. And I don't like that. I can res I respect you more, and this is my thing with it, Oregon. It, uh, you, Jake will respect you more in the morning if. Go ahead. That's a no. sex joke. Anyway, uh, you. <laughs> go ahead. I'm, no, I, no, go, no, please. I, you, I, I, now I lost my. I ruined. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, Casey Anthony for five dollars. Seventies music is light years better than current soulless ridiculousness that is being produced. I don't know about all that. I mean, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I'm yeah, a huge Metallica fan. Yeah, the late 90s, fan. early 2000s was cash. Well, I, I I just saw Foo Fighters a month ago. We oui. and they were remarkable. And I, I so not all music sucks. I think there's a large swath of rap that is not well done. Yeah. But then you run into a uh, premier DJ Khaled track, or a premier Drake track, and you're it changes your world. Yeah. Right. But I don't think there's any doubt, Casey, that I, I miss music when you can sing along. But country music has also turned into a cesspool of, of politics. It has. And I think country music, and I've never been a big country music fan, but country music has turned into this thing that's so toxic. Mm -hmm. Whether this Rich Men North of Richmond song, we politicize that like 15 seconds after it exploded. Yeah, I mean, and we debated talking about it on the show, and we didn't because we didn't want it to turn yeah. into, into some terrible thing. But I think music, music, I miss, I miss being able to sing along to Lost in Love. Lost in Love. Or Van Halen, or Van Hagar, or the, 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 the music of my childhood, the late 79, 80, through the 80s, Depeche Mode, Bush, I mean, dude, there was so much good music you could sing to. That's not the way music works anymore. Because hip-hop and R&B and the revolution behind it that changed our society, and I think it is such, it's been such an integral part of our ability to be expressive, 
there's a lot of hip hop and R&B, especially hardcore rap, that you can't sing to. Yeah. That you don't want to sing to. But music, I think, is certainly... There was a new study out. I follow a guy named Huberman Labs. There's a new study out, and Huberman was talking about it the other day on his podcast. Music, on a literal basis, changes your the chemicals in your mind. It changes the endorphins and hormones that are released into your lungs. When you have music playing in the background, your body puts out hormones and endorphins that help you sing. Let that sink in, how much music impacts your body. Yeah. It, it releases similar endorphins to sex. Yeah. And it lifts your mood, and it, it releases happiness endorphins into your body. Yeah, and, and it's I just remarkable. Said, dude, the body is an amazing thing. I, I mean, the idea that, like, your mind knows the difference you know, or that like, crazy. I mean, it's just incredible. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, KF, uh, Neil Brown needs fired. <laughs> <laughs> and still, I think one of the best avatars on the show with West Virginia. Since we're talking about West Virginia, fire the guy. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it does not help at all that he went and... Be better. I, I'm not a big fan of rooting for people to get whacked. <coughs> but the fact <coughs> that now he's three and one and he beat Texas Tech. God, and and if you're just tuning into the show, by the way, Tyler Shuck is out for the year. Broken leg. Out for the year. Best of times, worst of times. But you got a huge win at home against Texas Tech. You're one and zero in conference, three and one in totality. Like that's you're better than people thought you would be. Now you lost to Penn State, and you, your two wins were Duquesne and Pitt. I I I yeah. I I'm not trying to take away from West Virginia. Beat TCU, and then I'll be like, okay, Texas Tech. You go to for Fort real. Worth. You go to Fort Worth, and you beat TCU. Yeah. Then I'll be now like, okay, now you got a team. Boss Frog, are we still talking fire Neil Brown if they? Come into Fort Worth and right? beat the Frogs. See? That's what I'm saying. They're 12-point underdogs. Man, dude, you go I, in there and you win. Dude, TCU is going to roll in that game. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a believer in West Virginia because I, 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 I'm off the Texas Tech bandwagon. Yeah. If you go, And I'm a huge, I think you guys know, I'm a huge believer in Sonny Dykes. Probably too much. And I look at the way that they've handled their business. The offense at, 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 at TCU, and I think Chandler Morris is playing far better. And I'm looking for his efficiency number right now. That's what I'm looking at. But I, I look at his efficiency numbers, you guys. Like, he's throwing 68% completions, 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns against three interceptions. I'm for real. On 141 attempts. Yeah. It, like he's working, dude. Chandler Morris is doing the job, and I would I would remind you, yes, he made Max Duggan possible, but Chandler Morris is a hell of a quarterback. Yes, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see if you know if Amani can keep running the way that he's run. Like I, I still like. I think one of the strengths at TCU is you don't have one receiver. I think we've 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 come to recognize that as we get closer and closer to October. We're going to get a better version of TCU week in and week out. 
And I think certainly the bye is going to be a game changer, but I think I think this wide receiver room, because that's what it is. You don't have a star. The wide receiver room, I think, is a big deal. And if you can, if you can go to Manhattan and win, it would seem that Texas Tech's a hell of a lot more vulnerable than they than they were before. Agreed. So when you go to Lubbock on November second. Coming out of a bye, I would expect TCU to be at full bl- full blast. Yeah. But I'm probably too much of a Sonny Dykes believer. Yeah. And I freely admit that. And I think he's... Well, what, I think he's earned it, though. I mean, you know, what you did last year was no fluke. It wasn't some joke. It, you didn't no. get there by accident. I, I, I just think that, you know, again, I, I think that people undervalued Max Duggan and the, yeah. the caliber of player he was. I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, it's Sonny Dykes, and Sonny coached him up, and he's good because he's in Sonny's system. Are you guys really putting in lyrics? Look at OG comment dump. OG Gary, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in the rock and roll. And to- yes! <clears throat> okay. Uh, Ram Spencer. I hope that's not your own picture. Uh, even with, <laughs> I'm not nice. Uh, even with the cupcake schedule, FSU is playing poorly enough to lose games. Dude, they are supposed I, to win I, this year. I, I am quickly losing respect for Brett McMurphy's ability to diagnose Florida State. Bro, you are becoming a Florida State homer. That Clemson performance was concerning dude you Big are time dude talent wise florida state is better than Dabo and company and yet here we are at the end of the game having to make some crazy ass play yes. to win a ball game and how many of us are sold on jordan travis i was before the clemson game that clemson game was clemson i'd remind and having watched clemson they don't have a quarterback no let's just stop Let's stop this nonsense that, oh, you know, they're going to be fine, bro. No, they're not. No, they're not going to be fine. Because you look at at Florida State, and I know they're 4-0, and I know they beat LSU, and they beat LSU. I'm down, bro. But please don't sit here and tell me you watched that Clemson game with Florida State, and you're like, well, goddamn. I mean, Jordan Travis was... Pretty goddamn mediocre. That's what Jordan Travis was. He had opportunities with Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman to win that game in the fourth quarter, and he missed. Yeah. And how you miss Johnny Wilson with arms the size of Redwoods? He's the biggest freaking player in the secondary, and you still miss him. I don't know. And Keon Coleman, we we need to put respect on this kid's name. Dude, Keon Coleman, (sighs) while he is not as big as his teammate, Bro, Keon Coleman is a playmaker. He is here for the big moment. He is as reliable as they get on the deep ball. Throw like hit him. Give him a chance to run. How many times we're sitting at this bar? So we play eighteen on Saturday morning. You know, we, we get nice ready round. for football. We're good. You know, round ends. We're like, yeah, let's you know, let's go, let's go, get, let's run to the bar real quick in Park City and have a bite and watch you know watch the early games. What do you know? Walk in. What's on the tube? Jordan Travis and his propensity to throw an incomplete pass. And I'm sitting here saying, dude, how are you missing Johnny Wilson over the middle? How do you miss Keon Coleman who's open by two steps? Like, how? 
You're supposed to be the guy. I don't know. And here we are. And Will Shipley looked like a Heisman Trophy winner against Florida State's defense. They ran for 150 yards. And, again, I, I, I think, are you ready for good old the Mont to be the master of the obvious? Right. Uh, your quarterback defines your season. Oh, dear. And I know. I get crazy. <laughs> Jordan Travis has all of this hype on him. And I look at his numbers. Where's the where's the big game? Well, it was LSU for 342. And at that point, we were all like, hey, this cat's legit. This guy just, just played SEC team. We're good to go. But tell me he hasn't come down to earth since he completed 74% of his passes. He, he is a 60% passer on the regular, in my opinion. And the thing that worries you is he doesn't throw interceptions and he doesn't take sacks. Okay, well, this dude's throwing for 300 yards a game then. Only he's not. Um, so you don't throw picks because what is – I think he's got one pick all year. It's mm-hmm. 10 to 1 touchdown interceptions. Okay, well – but he's not throwing for 300. Well, he doesn't take sacks. He's got three sacks all year. Uh, 121 attempts, three sacks. Well, he's getting good protection – he doesn't throw interceptions, and he only completes 60% of his passes? But I have to say on the protection front, oh, no. he had – I'm not going to say he had elite protection because he didn't, but he had good enough protection. And and my thing watching the Clemson game was there were too many times where he held the ball too long, dude. Like, like a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback, in my opinion – has to know what the defense is doing to him, or trying to do at least. Yes. Got to know where your guy is supposed to be before he gets there. And then when the play breaks down and you're off script, you got to be able to roll out both ways and complete a pass to somebody. This dude happens to have one of the biggest wide receivers in college football, and yet can't pull away from Clemson. And that's what concerns me when I think about the college football playoff. When If you were... If you're just tuning in, first hour, go back and listen to it. Thought it was awesome. Had this great conversation about the college football playoff. Florida State's one of those teams where I'm like, hey, dude, you got all this hype and you ran your mouth all offseason as a program uh, and as a school about how you deserve to be paid more and you're doing all these great things. And then what do we get? Okay, great performance, great performance. And then in your own conference against what was the top dog when Fivehead was playing quarterback, now he's not there. You have this opportunity to take over. You barely scrape it out. And I just felt like that was a big opportunity. Go on the road. Beat a big, beat your your rivaling conference. And you and, had a chance to score 42 points in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and you didn't do it. And I think the other thing that worries you a little bit is you gave up 24 points to Klubnik and Clemson, and they're just not good. No, that 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 team's not good. And, and who do they have? Who, who do they have? What what's upcoming for them? For who? For Florida State. Florida State's got Virginia Tech. That's a win. Uh, Syracuse Duke is interesting, but that's at home. You should win that game. Wake Forest is a win. Pitt's a win. Miami on November 11th is probably their next best opportunity to lose a game mm-hmm. because and, and again that game's in Tallahassee. I I highly doubt. At that point, Florida State and Miami are both going to be different teams, but I think Miami's actually pretty good this year. So the casual at the end of the year when Florida State's a – let's just be generous say one-loss team. 
They'll find a way to lose one game in there some way, somehow. Well, it won't be to North Alabama on November 18th, and it may be at the Swamp against Florida. But, again, Florida, perfect example. Perfect example. Oh, my God, Florida, holy cow. They're amazing. They're not amazing. No. They're, they're not amazing. And I'm tired of hearing about how, how what a great job Billy Napier's done. And, oh, my God, like Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is strictly mid. Dude, the reality is Come on. they were better in the past under the prior regime, and they haven't hit their stride yet. I And I don't think they will. And I understand that everybody's talking about how Mertz was 20 to 23. And, okay, so, again, I'm just going to go back to the Jordan Travis conversation. Okay, so you're, you're 20 to 23, and, my God, you are just rolling dudes, right? No, you're not. Um, that was 20 to 23 against Charlotte. And yet his numbers are 259 and a touchdown and a QBR of 53.7. Yeah. And it's because he's not that great. Yeah. They're not explosive offensively. Like I go back to the Utah game. They never, they never threatened to win that game. Utah threatened to lose that game, <laughs> right? 31 of 44, 333. They only run for 13 yards. I thought you said 13. 13 total yards. Oh, that's right. Graham Mertz was uh, minus 29 because he was sacked five times in that game. Yeah. I just think Florida is a very average team. I, I could be completely wrong, but there you go. Now, again, we're, you know. More of you guys. More of you guys. James, I hate to say this, but Spencer Sanders should leave Old Miss and transfer to Florida. <laughs> Spencer Sanders should still be in Stillwater. Oh, no. He'd be uh, better than than anyone the Gators have. Sanders at quarterback in Florida makes them instantly better. I would agree but, there, but Florida. Dude, Florida's quarterback situation is a problem. But it is a problem, but it's hardly the, the core issue. The core issue is Billy Napier's offense is, 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 is vanilla. There's nothing special about it. There's no threats. There's no, you know, Utah's playing defense against this team. And and what are we getting? Five, six, sometimes seven yards of cushion? Like they're and, not they're not respecting why? you. The other thing about Spencer Sanders, real quick. Why did you go to Ole Miss? I I don't know. I why don't know didn't what you, you go thought. somewhere where you were gonna play? Right? Because I mean your career's over at this point. I at least I and I should look that up before I sound like an idiot. But he this is it. I think this is his last year of eligibility. And I I, for the life of me, don't understand why you went to Old Miss to sit when I I think, yeah, this is it. This is his last year eligibility. Because you were, for everything that Spencer Sanders was not, he was a guy that you could believe in. He was a guy that you could imagine him doing well. Yeah. Now, did you love all the interceptions? You didn't. But he was somebody who ran the ball well, dual-threat quarterback, and you went to sit behind Jackson Dart at Ole Miss? Come on mm. now. Like, that, that's, a little, that's a little surprising. Yeah. A little surprising. A running QB who can improvise would fit Napier's system. Oh, 100P. Yeah. 100%, James. Uh, UW fan Jim says, too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Talking with Raphael Podcast. Bro, dude. Talking with Raphael Podcast. Yes! On PBS. 
on the new skin. Radio there are Network. there is rumors that Dame Lillard is going to Toronto. Do you guys have any news? We do, and we'll get to NBA coming up here in about 20 minutes on the Monty Show. Presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. As always, you guys, I, I can't say it enough. If you get hurt at work, if you if you are in the most minor of traffic accidents or you trip and fall on broken concrete, whatever your injury is, bicycle, motorcycle, and certainly if you got hurt at work, you have absolutely nothing to lose by calling the advocates. Go to their website, theadvocates.com. You can even chat for free. 24 7, 365. You don't pay a penny to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Yes, Raphael, good to see you, friend. Hope the children are well. Hope Mrs. Raphael is well. Uh, we will talk NBA coming up in about 20 minutes because there is a Dame Lillard, uh, there is a Dame Lillard situation. Uh, coming up, uh, Gonzalez Sanders doesn't fit in Kiffin's system. Come on, James. I, I don't, the problem is Jackson darts a really good quarterback. I just, I have a, a lot of reservations about Lane Kiffin's ability to win the biggest games. It's and it's real. I don't think that's unfounded or biased or hating. I is think that's he, spot on. Is he a, an elite head coach? Certainly not. Is Lane Kiffin an elite offensive coordinator? No doubt about it. But Lane Train doesn't win big games as a head coach. And I think he's got one big win at SC. I, I, I What he did at Tennessee was ridiculous. He really, I thought, was effective until what sounds like a falling out with the Sabinator. Mm-hmm. And now he's the head coach at Ole Miss. And look, man, I, I want Lane Kiffin to win. I'm a Lane Kiffin. I love his personality. But what is that worth if you're not going to win games? Yeah. You know. Uh, Ram Spencer, Auburn got lucky to beat Cal. Any one of those three field goals, and those would have lost a Cal. And you might want to find a quarterback. <laughs> Seriously. because we And we've gone over this ground before I understand it. The SEC is struggling because the SEC has a quarterback problem. And, and I'll even point at who's the best team in the SEC? Probably Georgia. Yeah. Does Georgia have a historically – is he, he, an even Stetson Bennett-level quarterback? Well, no, they don't. And I think if you go up and down the the, the standings, look at Alabama with Jalen Milrow. They don't have a – tell me he's not looking for a vet in the transfer portal. Seriously. Right? And and then you, you start looking at – you start looking at a team like Auburn and you ask yourself, okay, you got boat raced by Texas A&M. And it's not like – you know, they're, they're, you know, all of a sudden lit at quarterback in College Station. They're not. Who's the best quarterback at Auburn? Yeah, I don't know either. Because I'm I I'm telling you now, it's not Peyton Thorne. So I, I don't know what the answer to that question is, and I don't think anybody does. I would also point out, we're four weeks into the season and you don't know who your quarterback is. And how many clubs are we saying that about? Oklahoma State, Auburn, Bama. Certainly, I would say you're unsteady at quarterback uh, at Clemson. Certainly. I mean, it's all over the place. You're unsteady at quarterback at Utah. It's all over the place. Yet, who are the elite teams in this country? You have no question now about quarterback at Ohio State. You have no question about quarterback at Michigan. You have no question about quarterback at Notre Dame, Washington, Oregon, like – 
the elite teams SC. at USC, you have no question. You have an elite quarterback. Most of the time, they're dual threat. But the blue bloods that are struggling don't have quarterbacks. Because if you have two quarterbacks, you have too many quarterbacks. Mike Gundy. Yet here we are. Tyler Shuck out for the year at Texas Tech. Now we're going to find out if it was it him or is it Tech. It's a huge question. Katie Rader, what's up? Uh, afternoon, everyone. Reckham, Monty Sup, Chief. Well, we were just talking about Tyler Shuck. Dude, I haven't heard someone call you Chief in a minute. It's been at least it's you didn't say boss. Yeah. Mike Smith, uh, some QBs are teases. JT Daniels ring a bell. You're not wrong. Oh my God, how much of a tease was JT Daniels? My God. Uh, OG Gary, I still think Bama goes nine and three. But are you a Jalen Milrow guy? Because I think Jalen Milrow. He was better. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, we haven't seen it yet. I got to believe it's in there. The, the, if you're a Bama fan here, the biggest problem you have is potential. Because tell me he is not the potential guy. Loaded with talent. Now, and you get, I think, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. That's a good win over Lane Train and Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. And Jalen did the job. 17-21, 225, threw another interception. But you you threw your way. You only ran for 131, right? And I, uh, the weird part was Roy Dell wasn't your number one back at Bama. In fact, he wasn't number two. Jalen Milrow was number two. Chase McClellan was number one. You can run the football. C can you stand in the pocket and deliver the football? And with all of the wide receivers at Alabama and the NFL, <laughs> I'm asking you, can you effectively this season throw your way to nine wins? I don't know about that, yeah, Gary. I, yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest thing, like, uh, again, Jalen's always been just the tip of the iceberg for, of the offensive issues at Alabama. I mean, you don't have, dude, you don't have the five-star dominant wide receiver there right now. And again, I don't think, how do I say this correctly? Is it a portal problem? Maybe. Is it a recruiting problem? Absolutely not. You have an NFL problem right now yes. on offense at Bama. Let me get this right. You are too good at putting guys in the league, so now it's coming back to get you a little bit this year. Like, it's incredible. And I, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see because their schedule, Mississippi State and A&M, they should win. Arkansas, they should win. Tennessee, that game's at, at Bryant-Denny. They should probably win that game. LSU, they're going to lose to LSU. LSU's a ball buster, dude. I think LSU is going to be out to prove a point, but is that your last home or three at LSU. That's at Brian Denny. Yeah. That's at home in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Uh Kentucky at Kentucky, Chattanooga at Auburn. You should win those games. So, I mean, best case scenario, you know, you're three and one now, four, five, six, seven, seven and two, eight, nine, ten and you could be ten and two. Yeah. Are you a college football playoff team at that point? Does 10 and 2 win the West? Probably not over LSU. If we I mean if we're just being real about it. Yeah. If we keeps in it real. Cuz LSU's at Old Miss. Now that's a losable game. That's a that's a losable game. Let's not let's not kid ourselves yeah. with what we saw out of of, of LSU at Arkansas and, and look man, I I understand that Jaden Daniels is a hell of a quarterback. 
but he makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. He makes me nervous. Old Miss could be a loss. Missouri, you're going to beat Missouri. I don't have any doubt about that. Auburn, Army, at Alabama, that's that game. Florida, Georgia State, and Texas A&M. You, you need somebody to help you. You need Jimbo to come through. You need... Meaning play like crap and get you an easier win. No, you need J you need you need LSU to 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 lose to AM. Because they're not going to lose to Georgia State. They're not going to lose to Florida. Oh, you're saying if you're Alabama. Yeah. yeah you're not yeah, losing it, it, it dudes. Yeah, LSU's yeah. not losing to Army or yeah. Auburn. Probably not yeah, Missouri. But dude, relying on Jimbo. Dude, Jimbo's a classic guy who talks a big game and never delivers. But isn't it funny? Who is Alabama hoping for? They want a really good performance out of Lane and Old Miss. Yeah. And then they need Jimbo to have a really good performance. Because if you lose three games, you're probably not winning the West. It's I mean, it's just it's really tight. Yeah. And I we're mean, talking about a down year for Alabama. So we'll see. Uh you dub fan, uh Jim says, love the show. Appreciate you, appreciate Jim. You, Thank Jim. you. Uh, James, I have no idea why Sanders went to Old Miss, except he got big money in NIL. I'd take 500k to hold a clipboard on the sidelines. Yeah, last year in the league, better be profitable. Enjoy that tryout in Canada, bud. Barfing chickens. Let's talk about how mid BYU is and how everyone still thinks Slovis is better than Hall and Wilson. Okay, well, that's not true. Um, he's not. But I actually was really encouraged with Keaton Slovis at Kansas. I thought he did the job you needed him to do. I'm just going to keep asking where Cody Epps is at because my guy needs to come back. My, he needs to come back. He is too good. They miss him. And now you're getting into the, the meat of this schedule. Cincinnati this weekend, almost there's no such thing as a must win. This is a game you want to win. It's yeah. your first Big 12 game at home. We're sending Matt Hart, Matt Hart to the game. He won tickets. Thanks to our friends at uh, Bucked Up Energy, buckedup.com. Uh, delivered tickets to Matt Hart. Love that. Love our guys at Bucked Up Energy. The official energy provider of the Monty Show is Bucked Up Energy. Make sure you get to uh, buckedup.com and use the promo code MONTY20. Um, I was thrilled with their 40% off sale. Um, got delivered to my house last week. And man, I love, love, love my product. I'm, I'm really on the grind. We're downhill. We're two months away from Hawaii. I've got to lose about 24 more pounds in that time. And I, I'll tell you that their, their pre-workouts, their six-point creatine, you guys, if you're a creatine fan, and I'm a big believer in creatine. Mm -hmm. I think it does everything from help me hit a golf ball further to lift better weights, to do better squats. Um, I If you're if you're a creatine fan, six-point creatine from buckedup.com is the best creatine I've ever used. And not because... Well, I'm on it. They advertise on the show. If I didn't like their creatine, I, would I be sitting here talking about it? And their monohydrate creatine is great too. Their six-point creatine, world beater, man. And I think what I have seen, what I've seen their LFG stuff do for Mrs. Monty in her triathlon training, what my the the quality of my skin with their their collagen peptides, everything that that you get at BuckedUp.com. They make excellent products that have excellent ingredients that do exactly what they say they're going to do. And whether it's buckshots uh, or six-point creatine, man. Yeah. Is creatine still taboo? There's a lot of people who ask me, well, you, man, you say on the show you take creatine. Why do I care about yeah. that? I do take creatine, and I proudly take it. I'm 50 years old. From my brain to my muscular skeletal system, 
I'm all about the creatine, man. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout. Tarrant County, boy. It also helps Monty stroking. Hey, man. Hey, dude. You know, you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to get stroked. If it makes me play better golf, I'm on it. Uh, a lot. A lot. Um, Alan Olive. Aloha. Aloha. Good to see you. Uh, Sir Bob Loblaws, a fairly recent Alabama QB, was caught twice by the CFL. Alabama does not make quarterbacks. I, they do not make quarterbacks. Uh, thinking man, portal is free agency. It can change the trajectory, whoa, uh, of your org a la Deion Sanders in Colorado with the right branding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. No doubt about it. And I think – we got to stop talking about the the transfer portal like it's some terrible negative thing. Oh, you jumped in the portal. What's wrong with you? It's not. Thank you for pointing out that I didn't have the ticker on the screen the whole show. I don't remember who said that, but I just realized it. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. I, I think it is very interesting the way that yeah. the portal can change you for better and for worse. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith, well, OG Gary, go for graduation and have a little fun in the area. Just be a, a good guy, LOL. Okay. OG Gary says, don't worry, Mike. I'll be Gucci. I've been to Lysana before. Yeah. How about our guy, uh, OG Gary? He's leaving the nest. <laughs> My dude's going to LSU. I'm for real. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, top flight college programs do not put out NFL QBs. Not a lot of them do. Not a lot of SC doesn't, Alabama doesn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, what what are we? What's our measuring stick for putting guys in the NFL? I mean, if you're just talking, if you're just question. talking about getting drafted, SC does it with the best of them. You're talking yes. about being productive, SC does it with the worst of them. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's switch gears. Talk a little NBA hoop. Um, this Damian Lillard story is very interesting. If you're Damian Lillard, are you excited about going to Toronto? The Raptors are said to be the loudest, most leading organization pushing for Damian Lillard at the moment. Allegedly, Damian Lillard's agent has an, has said he would play for Toronto. Mm. But why are you leaving Portland to go to Toronto? I mean, if you look at the changes that Toronto made in the offseason, Fred Van Vliet's in Houston. He's not in Toronto anymore. So my question is, why is Toronto, who was a 500-ass basketball team last year, I'm just curious, what do you see in there with Dennis Schroeder and you know Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl? Like, I, I don't... Are, uh, Malachi are, Flynn's not getting it done for you? But what are you going to have to give up to get, to get him? Are you really telling me that you're willing to give up OG Ananobi or Scotty Barnes? Because Portland, I don't think, is going to be all that interested in taking Gary Trent Jr. back. No. So I, this, this does not make a lot of sense to me if I am Portland. I'm asking for Scotty Barnes, and I'm asking for OG Ananobi. Yeah. And that's where we're starting. And then I'm asking for first-round picks. Right. And I think there are legs to it. I, I do think there are legs to it. I also think the Utah Jazz are working very hard to trade Colin Sexton. And I think the Jazz have spent the better part of six weeks trying to be the third team in a deal that still hasn't gotten done. And for the second offseason in a row, we get very little. 
July, August, September trade action in the NBA. Yeah. And it's one guy. Last year, it was Don. This year, it's Damian Lillard holding up the market. Yep. And I'm curious where Dame winds up because I think he only wants to end up in Miami. And it makes quite literally zero sense for Damian Lillard to go to Toronto to end his career. Yeah, I, I just don't understand, you know, if you're if you're Dame, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a little out of control of this situation in the sense that, you know, there's not a, a laundry list of teams lining up to come pay the price to get you. Uh, but again, Miami has made it very clear uh, by pretty much everyone's reporting. But didn't that, Dame make it pretty clear as well? Yeah, I mean, it, Dame, I disagreed with how Dame handled it early on. I, I thought when they did the you whole... Did. Yeah, I mean, when you did the whole, hey, I'm not going to... You know, we're not going to show up to camp for, for other teams, and we're not going to, you know, participate in, in camp or play for anyone else but Miami. You grossly overestimated your value to a team. I'm a Dame guy. Love the guy's clutch gene. Love what he could bring to a franchise. But you're not making it easy to trade you. You're not making it easy to get to a better situation if you're going to say, hey, yeah, I'm not showing up for anyone but Miami. As if going to Miami guarantees you're going to win a championship. And I know they've been successful. I know it's Jimmy and, you know, it's Bam and, and they've got a good setup there. But the reality of the situation is if you want to get traded, it's one of two things, situationally speaking. You either want to just get away from Portland and you're good to go to any situation, which is clearly not the case with Dame. No. Or you want to go and win a championship and you want to go to a very specific situation, which I'm also like, hey, I'm not sure that going to Miami guarantees that you're going to be in the NBA Finals. Because, again, what are they going to have to trade to acquire you? But I'll also go back and say what I've said for the better part of the summer on Dame. And... There's only one destination for him to fulfill his goals. And it's it's Empire Town. It is the New York Knicks. And I think when you look at you look at where the Knicks are and what the Knicks have, they have every asset, human and trade and pick and exemptions, exceptions rather to get it done. Human or non-human? They have every non-human thing you need, including biologics, to get it done. Biologics. The Knicks need to make a deal. Go make the Dame trade because it's sitting there. And Dame would go to New York, from what I understand. He would not say no to the Knicks. And that makes perfect sense. You put Dame on that team and you take R.J. Barrett out, right now the Knicks are a championship contender. You put Dame in there and I, I just think he transforms their, their ability to score at all three levels. I think Julius Randle becomes a far more productive power forward instead of a point forward because you just don't need that. You've invested in Jalen Brunson. You're investing in, in Damian Lillard. Go make that deal. That's the deal that makes the most sense to me. Now, does that mean Toronto's not involved? Not at all. Does that mean that the Jazz are not going to try and get involved with a Colin Sexton deal? Not at all. I think they the Jazz in, in Portland... And Toronto and the Knicks could make a really good trade because it's probably with Dame's bread, it's probably going to take four teams. Thanks. I think there is a lot of flexibility here. And I think, and I know it's wild because the, the Jazz and the Knicks have tried to make trades in the past and it just has ended in frustration. This is the trade the Jazz and the Knicks could be involved in together 
and everybody could win, including Damian Lillard. Yeah, and I think in the Eastern Conference, the other thing that nobody wants to connect to the Dame situation is Giannis' situation in Milwaukee. Dude, if Giannis is going to be well, someone who who is going to impact the market, then that's going to throw a wrench into the Damian Lillard situation. Because I can tell you right now, teams are happy to line up to pay whatever they need to pay for Giannis because what did he show you? Yeah. He showed you that he can go to little market team and take them to an NBA championship. Notice I didn't say the NBA Finals, an NBA championship. He carried that team. And I think he's still that guy. I think he's I think he's 25 right now, I believe it is. Yeah. He's still got a couple more years left at carry the ball club level. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. I, I think, and I know we have a lot of Utah Jazz fans that listen to this show. I, I don't know what they're doing. It, it, I am a little perplexed at the lack of movement. Um, you had a great draft. I think Walker Kessler looked really good at the FIBAs. I think you're in a really good spot. You don't have the goods to be a, a four or five, six team in this conference right now. And maybe you're just trying to be a six, seven, eight team. Okay. I'm down with that, but mm -hmm. you don't have the goods to be that you're a playing team. Again, this team is not better than it was a year ago. And that's a little surprising. And I think Colin Sexton's not part of the solution towards that end. He's not. The Jazz, the Jazz need to make another deal. And I think they will. Don't get me wrong. This team should be a 6-7-8 team. And they're not because they haven't done enough. Now, will they? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to find out. But I certainly would not hate acquiring more assets or acquiring more, more talent because I, I look at what the Utah Jazz have, and I, I just don't see it at point guard. Talon Horton Tucker, and, and I love my guy Chris Dunn as a Bulls fan. I, I love Chris Dunn. Mm -hmm. He's a 2-3 guy. If Chris Dunn's your number two or three point guard off the bench, I'm good with that. You can't have Colin Sexton as your number one. And your whole life right now surrounds your ability to get Keontae George ready to be a number one. Yeah. Because I love what we saw from him in summer. Um, I'm a huge Taylor Hendricks believer. I love what we've seen from him in limited time. Talon Horton Tucker, I, I don't understand why you would give a single minute to Talon Horton Tucker with other dudes. I need Ochai Akbashi to be your starting your starting something. Um, am I, I, I think that this whole odd relationship with Jordan Clarkson, where they decided not to break up and they stopped divorce proceedings and... Jordan's not going I, – I just continue to say Jordan Clarkson's not a long-term fit here. And he's a trade chip, and you should use him as such. Because if you're serious about winning, Ochai Agbaji should be starting in that spot, not Jordan Agreed. Clarkson. Agreed. Because Jordan Clarkson's a bench player on every other roster in this he's league. He's outside the window now. That's the reality. That's what Jazz fans don't want to tell you is that and, – and look, I'd love for him to be in the window, but he's not. Yeah. He's, he he – he unfortunately has aged out of your timeline now with the decisions you've made. Was he an outstanding fit with the Donovan Mitchell era Utah Jazz? Absolutely. 100%. Now that you moved on and you're this upstart team and you, and you need to develop guys and do need to get minutes? Yeah. Okay, great. We talked to NBA. Trevor Simeon's not the answer for the fucking Jets. Yeah, Somebody explain to me what the Jets are literally what a, stupid. What are the New York Jets doing? They're jetting. <laughs> what are you doing? What are the New York Jets doing? You make my head hurt. Listen. So here's the daily help me Here's take. the deal. Idiots. 
The New York Jets have officially signed Trevor Simeon. Jackass. He is on their practice squad. Mm. Are you saving him for something? Trevor Simeon should not be in the Jets organization. Kirk Cousins should be. Period. <laughs> End of story. They're 0-3. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Dakota. What, Brock Osweiler wasn't available? Seriously, dude. Like, uh, what are we doing? Seriously. And I'm not a Jets fan. I don't know why I'm getting so fired up over because it. Because this, this is, is dumb football. A plus B equals go to the Super Bowl. Go get Kirk Cousins. Go get him. I love the story of Zach Wilson, his mom's hot friend. I, I love all of that. Yeah. He's not an NFL quarterback. We're way past all that now, dude. He's not a starter. No, He's not no, a, no. He's a guy that should be your backup at best. Go get Kirk Cousins. Do you want to win or do you want to just be cool and blame Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tendon? Or lack thereof. This is so ridiculous to me. Yeah, I, I don't know what the commitment level is because, again, what were we sold all offseason? Because remember, remember how the whole Aaron Rodgers thing played out, and I, and I feel like people have forgotten this. Dude, the Aaron Rodgers thing took months. The Aaron Months. Rodgers thing was this long saga, and Aaron Rodgers played all these games on the Pat McAfee show and, like, did all this stuff, and then they get the deal done, and I get all these video packages about the commitment to winning and Woody's all bought in, and it's Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God, what happens if Aaron gets hurt? Well, that's not going to happen. No big deal. Yeah, he played four snaps. What are we doing without Aaron Rodgers? Look at Salamini. God. Okay, comment dump. God, Salamini. Uh, we want RG. RG3 said this morning on Espen, yeah, teams call me all the time. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, Salamini, stop hating on Favre. He's changing volleyball. Dude. Speaking of Woody. But do you get my point? Like, you, were, you sold us this package of goods about being all in on winning when it was convenient with Aaron. Now it's not convenient with Zach. And you don't want to go out and do the deal you should. And you still for Kirk have the first round pick because Aaron Rodgers reverted to a second round pick because he's not going to play 65% of the snaps or whatever it was. Go give him a first round pick for Kirk Cousins. They will drive his shit there for you, friend. Uh, tip jar. Yeah, they dude, will drive is... his stuff from Eden Prairie to New York. Go get it, dude. The jet like, life. Man. It's it's remarkable to me. Gary Wolf, Jets need to trade for Cooper Rush. Dude. <laughs> He'd be better. Uh, Mike Smith, Caleb Williams will stay in school instead of going to the Jets. And I agree with that decision, man. Um, okay. Okay. Tarrant County. Tarrant County. Trevor Seaman has a five head. Trevor Seaman. You know, these guys are going to come uh, a, a lot. lot. Um, fat Jesus Jets signed Paul Blake I, and he's going to get um, a shot. You don't know who that is, do you? Uh, big dog O-Town Jets probably have to give up too many assets to acquire cousins. A first round pick. It will get it done. We'll get it done. Invested in Rogers and cousins will command big money as well, in my opinion, but he won't, he won't. He, he, and even if he does, you're not going to pay him big money. You have Aaron Rodgers, right? And what kind of asshat are you going to look like if you don't go and get Kirk Cousins and you waste this defense? You're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. At this point, you are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. And by the way, what nobody in Jetland wants to talk about is it's all cool. We can compare, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles procedure and his recovery to what Kobe had done. 
right? We can we can do that, and we can feel good about that. And I and I love what Kobe did, but the reality is, Aaron Rodgers is playing a different sport than Kobe Bryant was playing, and Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion is a huge question mark next year. I, I don't want to hear about playoff returns. Playoffs? What happens if he does return for the playoffs and pops it playoffs? again? Your career's over. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. Move on. Kirk Cousins is an unrestricted free agent. Move on. It's the perfect move. Perfect rental. Gonzalez. Cousins is my mom's nephew. I've heard that. Are you being serious? Uh, Tarrant County. Boy, can't get Kirk Cousins. Get Kurt Kurt Cousins. So to Kurt, yeah. Kurt, so you did it there. You know. Well, if that's the case, Jets not serious about winning. You're exactly it right. It is what it is. You're exactly right. Uh, comment dump. Lance Johnson. Chiefs will give Blaine Gabbert for a fourth round and a bag of practice balls. Don't forget the net that beat up OG. O, OB, okay, because it's garbage. I'm out, yo. Rodriguez. Hey, Mike. Uh, doesn't matter what QB they get, that O line is trash, which led to Rogers signing off after four snaps. I that's the true. Other thing, but you got to go and try. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins has been incredibly durable. I'm going to do that, and he'll stand and deliver. I he will take the hit. I hate that they. You're you're how do you know how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl? And you're like right there. Go get it done. I, they're oh they're they're zero and three. They have they. You have to man. How bad of a look is it to be like yeah well hmm, there's only been like uh, less than five teams ever that have made the playoffs after zero and three starts. And you can walk away from Kirk Cousins after the season. So go do him, it. Go. What are we waiting for? You don't want him. You got Aaron Rodgers. Let him go. You don't want him. You've got Trevor Simeon. Let him go. Seaman. Um, Gary Wolf. Jets give seminars on how to look like an asshat. Please. Mike Smith, Washington State Schultz learned all, all about optics from the Jets. Dude. Tarrant County boy, Blake Bottles on line one. KF says KFC is only leading the NFL in passing yards at the moment. <coughs> Go get him. Go get him. Dakota Tubbs. It ain't hard when you got Patty Mahomes. Stay hard. You know. Mike. <laughs> no. Dakota, you're not pulling me into the black hole. All right. They I'm unfamiliar with it. They can trade for the red rifle. Ginger power oh. might be the only thing that can save them. The red rifle. Good old Andy Dalton. Um, How often do you guys shop at Amazon.com? You know, the Jeff Bezos land. Did you guys hear about this? The uh, Federal Trade Commission is suing Amazon today. For price fixing and monopolies, saying that they have an online shopping monopoly. So now I'm going to tell you, I don't care if they have a monopoly. He built a business in the in the front seat of his car, and sold books out of his garage. And now it's the Amazon. You had 30 years or 20 years to prevent this, and you did nothing. This drives me crazy. So. One, I should disclose I'm an Amazon stockholder. Two, uh, this story today lost me $14 a share or something stupid like that. And three, I hate this stuff. I hate it. Sure, is Google one thing? Yes. Is Amazon another thing totally different? You're not forced to go shop at Amazon. Mm -hmm. 
Go shop somewhere else if you don't like Facts. it. Go to Walmart. Do you guys do you guys like Amazon? How often do you use Amazon? All the time. I use it every day. Yeah, all the time. Every single day, from range finders and golf balls to whatever. I just, I would love to understand this. Um, let's see, Lance Johnson, damn it, low prices, we can't have that. Right? Sir Bob Lob Laws says ban corporations. That seems extreme. Um, conference commissioner going to be time to uh, buy call options, seriously. Mike Smith, I spend more money on Reverb than Amazon. What's Reverb? Yeah, I don't know what Reverb is. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says not a lot. Here's here's my thing. I buy everything on Amazon. And why do you do that? Because it's easy. Because they bring it to your door same day or next day, every single time. I get golf tees, um, pro, um, pro V1s, um, golf towels, um, everything. Uh, dog food, uh, body wash, um, you name um, it. Golf gloves, um, clothing, like a- everything. And it's incredibly frustrating to me that you cannot, uh, you, you can't build a business in this country. This is why we can't have nice things. It is. Precisely it why. It is. And I... I what they argued the FTC board of directors argued over this forever dude forever and it it's just remarkable that now you choose to do this now you want to have a conversation on the seller side of amazon we well, can have that conversation now that's a totally different thing that's a different thing okay amazon is taking too much in fees from their sellers, seller individual sellers on Amazon account for forty percent of the business. It's you not guys a small understand part that Jimmy and Steve sell their products on Amazon, and dog treats is when I get on Amazon. Um, you make dog treats, you sell them on Amazon. You send cases of your dog treats to Amazon, and they charge you to sell, package, and ship those products. And if you decide you want to package and ship those products on your own that you sell on Amazon, they charge you even more. And I agree that it is it is untenable. They want to they're going to make their pound of flesh no matter what. Yeah. But Amazon is what's right with America, in my opinion. Amazon is the American dream, or what used to represent the American dream. But anymore, you're not allowed. It feels like you're not allowed to be the American dream. Yeah. And that's what frustrates me about it. Because I use Amazon for everything. Everybody uses Amazon, dude. This was the conversation around the NFL on Amazon Prime Video, right? Nobody was suing Amazon when we got Thursday Night Football on our cell phone. Oh, but hey, they've done too well selling products on their platform. Now we got to sue them. Okay. Okay. That's how it is in our our country now, man. Yeah. That's what it is. I hate it. I'm 100% against it. I, I Nobody's suing them for going to space. Notice yeah. that, right? Yep. Let's see. Uh, Any says the government just mad Amazon ships out faster than them and give you refunds if you lose your products. Yes. Seriously. Yes. And why? Why? Are, but that's a great point. Why are they able to do that? Oh, that's right. Because they can afford to. Because they do so much business. Yep. Totally agree. It's it, it returns are easy. Uh, Joseph Harper, I put one of the Amazon kids in college with what I have spent. Yes. Man, you ain't even joking, man. 
Uh, Mike Smith, Reverb is from Musical Instruments, new and used accessories. Oh, wow. I didn't there know. There you that. go. Uh, Sir Bob Lob says, um, hair dye. Did you buy hair dye on Amazon? I, that's when I would, I, I wouldn't know. I have no idea. Uh, Hawkeye fan in India, Amazon will be charging $2.99 a month for Prime Video on top of the yearly fee. I'm surprised they're not already. Uh, Ron Nolan, hair conditioner. No, I use Costco. Kirkland. Kirkland conditioner. Uh, Hawkeye fan, but I still use Amazon. Everybody does. Joey B, Monty uses conditioner. Not really. Maybe once a month. Uh, a lot. I'm a shampoo guy. Not a hair. Mm. Uh, Sir Bob Lob Laws, air conditioner. Never bought an air conditioner on Amazon. Uh, the Rocker, Rockefeller's so irate, Tarrant County. Boys Seriously. Says. Barfing chickens. Amazon is indeed bad. All these massive corporate conglomerates that treat workers like garbage to push better numbers out to investors but, need to be put down. They kill innovation and competition. Then sue them for that. Don't sue them for having a, quote, monopoly on the market. Dude, you want to sue them for bad workplace practice? Be my guest. Be my guest. It's no secret that they treat the warehouse worker like crap. It's I agree. It's no secret. They don't even run from it. In certain people's opinions, but I don't disagree with you. But that's going to lead you to go after FedEx and UPS and... Yeah, I mean, if we're going to start with Amazon, you you think that... Dude, you think that, uh, you know, you think that other companies who have warehouses and have to worry about fulfillment don't treat the pickers like crap? Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, Johnny says he has a 1,000 BTU hair conditioner. Bro, do you, does my hair look like I need conditioner, dude? Come on, man. I'm for real. Uh, OG Gary says the Chinese companies on Amazon got to go. That I kind of agree I with. I agree with that. I agree with it. But the Alibaba stuff, like, that's a whole nother show. Jim Choi, most Amazon sellers are now saying Amazon taking too much in return policy is a yes. joke. It's brutal. Yes. It is brutal, dude. Brutal. Brandon Butler, I love Amazon, but it's been bad for local businesses. Absolutely has. A lot of mom and pops are going uh, the way of the dinosaur or Blockbuster Video. But again. it's exactly right. But, but what's the issue with Blockbuster Video? It, well, let's not blame Amazon for innovating. Let, let's not blame Amazon for innovating, dude. Let Netflix innovated, but this is the sh the Mall of America argument. Yeah, because why are why are shopping malls going away? Well, because Apple doesn't need you to go to the mall; they can get it to you tomorrow. Why does Amazon thrive? Because people don't want to go. Nobody's to the mall. suing Nike for going direct to consumer, right? Is Foot Locker suing Nike? They're not. Like I I think. On some level, it's things like shopping malls that none of us go to anymore. We want to get sentimental for the things we took for granted as kids. And that's not how it works, dude. Times change. Things change, yeah. right? We're not suing Apple because BlackBerry's out of business in the cell phone game. We're not. It's it, it's it's evolution. It's it's Apple being better at what they do than BlackBerry was, man. Yeah, I, I have almost I, I have almost no problem. Amazon's been very good to me, dude. And, and listen, I'm as big an advocate as you're going to find for feeding small businesses. That's where we got our smoker. That's where we get a lot of different things, man. And the issue is, is that small local business is not innovating. They're not capturing. I, I can tell you firsthand, I, I, I've had conversations with business owners over, you know, Content creation with video to to all kinds of stuff. They just don't understand it. They just want to be in there every day and talk to the same people every day. It's like YouTube. YouTubers, you know, we get people reach out to us all the time. 
Well, how do you guys do it? Well, you got to, you know, fill out this and do that and X, Y, and Z, and here's how you win. Oh, but that takes forever. It's Why would we do work. that? It's too much work. Like oh. I look at the other company I look at is PXG. Yeah. Great example. PXG was founded by a guy named Bob Parsons. Yeah. Go, GoDaddy.com. Yeah. Because he wanted a better golf club experience. And PXG has grown into one of the premier brands in golf. But you can't walk into PGA Superstore and get PXG. You got to call Garrett. And why is that, though? And this is what small businesses don't get. Why is that? Because they want you to have a unique high-end experience every single time. They want you to rave about the fitting process at PXG, and it is special. But PXG is what's right with America. Yeah. PXG and the business model is what's right with America. The struggle is, like I look at Walmart. Look at Walmart. Walmart has innovated 20-fold now. Walmart competes with Amazon because Walmart was fully reliant on you going into their stores until they weren't. And who made them understand that? Amazon did. And so when you want bucked up energy drinks, go to, go to Walmart. Walmart. Walmart.com will ship you uh, bucked up energy because they understand that they've got to have a way to get it to the consumer quickly. And the consumer through that period of time that YouTube doesn't like us to talk about a couple of years ago, people stopped going to the store in person. And so Walmart innovated. And what happened to Amazon during that period of time we're not allowed to talk about? Mm. They exploded. Like it's Now, was that because they had a monopoly? Or was that because market conditions changed, Amazon's business was built on you not having to go to a store, and it just happened to work out? And now we're all pissed off that they've grown however much they've grown since that time we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube. And we just want to get our pound of flesh back. That's See, what I don't like about it. And Marcus, I agree with you. Nice pivot. Small businesses do innovate, but those who do innovate don't stay small for long. It's an excellent And we point. see this all the time. Like yeah. I look, there's a company in Utah called Mountainland Supply. Yeah. Who used to be a small company. And they innovated and now they're a, a behemoth. Yeah. Like I look at stories like that or I look at Silicon Slopes or Qualtrics or I look at all of these companies that innovate and you're exactly right, Marcus. Dude. They, they don't stay small for long because they're delivering on what the customer needs and they're meeting bladehq.com. Yeah. Perfect example. Started as a small business, national company now. How do you think Ryan Smith got the money to buy the Jazz? Yeah. It, it, it is literally the American dream. Yeah. And people are just pissed that Amazon's gotten to this level uh, that is dominant. Yeah. They're dominant in the space. I don't think we should be penalizing them for it. Ron Nolan, why don't you guys golf Wolf Creek? Well, we were going to golf, you mean up in Ogden, right? Eden? Um, we were looking at, uh, we were looking at Wolf Creek for Sunday, but the problem with Wolf Creek is that, uh, Sunday it is going to rain and be terrible weather. We've been trying to get up there for a couple of months and just, it's weird. One thing after another has kind of stood in our way, but I, I really want to play there. I, the, the two, isn't there a Wolf Creek in St. George too? Uh, it's in Nevada, I believe. Oh, in Mesquite. Te technically. Mesquite. Yeah. I, 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 we it's nothing that's like, oh, that place sucks. I want to go play. Yeah, just haven't gotten we there were, yet. We had a tea time Sunday. We canceled it because it's. I think it's going to be like 40 degrees and raining on Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. I. You know what, Ron? I would love to go to Wolf Creek. I Do would. Do you play Wolf Creek? 
Yeah. Jim Choi, COVID's been very, very good to Amazon. Well. But again, not because they did something nefarious, right? That's what I think the key point is. I'm not disputing it was good for them. It was great. It was phenomenal for them. It's a, Dude, you're pouring gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Uh, Tarrant County, boy. ESPN was saved by COVID. How? I don't know about that. I think streaming was saved by COVID. Um, and it's it's amazing this writer's strike now about 75% over. And the uh, the amount of shows that are going to be coming is going to be amazing. Derek Roche, Monty's show doesn't stay lo- small for long, we're hoping. Working on it. Uh, Mike Smith, Walmart does very good business in the actual stores but have a much larger inventory in their online yes. department. Yes, they yes. do. You're exactly right. Um, Walmart, Colorado Broncos. Yeah. You know, juggernauts. Wolf Creek in Australia. Man, I wish. Uh, Drew Money, mom and pop stores have just moved to Amazon. They have. Exactly right. Chuck B says Mesquite. Yes. Yes, I will be in Mesquite this winter. Some of us will. Some of us won't. You know. Sexes me. (laughs) Dakota Tubbs. Patty Mahomes doesn't even need Amazon. Whataburger delivers his spicy ketchup at his home on a red carpet. (laughs) I'm so... Will you guys stop talking about Whataburger, please? I'm desperate. I'm thirsty. I saw a Jack in the Box commercial on my Twitter feed today. Did you see the shit that went down in the Jack in the Box drive-thru? No. Oh, yeah. What what was it again? I feel like I did. But Homie was... in a du- dually diesel pulls up to the window. He had ordered a burger and fries. Yeah. And his fries were cold, so he threw them back in the window. One thing led to another, so the Jack in the Box employee pulled out a gun and uh, squeezed off a couple of rounds. Of the truck. Hey, hey, uh, why? Did you... So, wait, you threw the fries back, and he fully threw the fries back in the window. But did you think she was going to fire shots at you? This is fucking America. Stop treating people poorly. (laughs) The epitome of F around and find out. Food service employees just have had enough. Yeah. Uh, Derek Roche, Monty's show is innovative and it's slowly growing into a behemoth. We're trying, dude. We are trying. Uh, Salamini. Oh, Etsy. Yes. There's a company on Etsy that makes golf club covers that are... So good. Lance Johnson, there is a Wolf Creek in KC, Jakey. Hmm. Mm. Jim Choi, maybe Bezos funded the Wu. Oh, stop. Here we Mike go. Mike Smith, I remember in the early 90s never hearing of Walmart until getting stationed in Louisiana. Thank Louisiana. you. I didn't go to a Walmart until like high school in good old Round Lake Beach, Illinois. Monty's show is a grower and a shower. Well, stay hard. You know. A grower and and a shower. You know. Uh, okay. All right, real quick. Wait, what'd you say about Whataburger? Notice I saw the Whataburger comment. I had Whataburger today. Why throw it in my face like that? My bad. Why do <laughs> I want Whataburger so bad? I I really do. Uh, Ron Nolan says, Wolf Creek in Eden is beautiful. The colors are changing Oktoberfest at Snow Basin. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. I want to go, and, and I'm hoping to get there next weekend. It's gonna, it's supposedly, and I say, allegedly, I say supposedly because the weather here is terrible, uh, and inconsistent. Next weekend, it's supposed to be in the 60s, and My so fucking ass. I'm trying to convince <laughs> Mrs. Monty, or I will. I haven't even talked to her about it yet. Lee Jensen, Jesus, who has seen more uh, ball time in the past two weeks, T. Swift or Travis? 
Wow. More dude. The cat. Lee. Dude. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, I want one. Uh, James says, it's Taco Tuesday. Taco Bueno for lunch. Oh, tacos are so good. Yeah. So good. Um, all right, real quick. Your favorite TV show ever, because, yo, bros, did you guys hear what's coming back? Oh, man, I thought I put it in here. Did you guys hear what's coming back? I hope it's this one. Ain't no redos. Ain't no redos. <laughs> um, they are bringing back one of the Say greatest it. shows. Say it. In the history of television. It is a show that will make you laugh and will make you cry. Yeah. It is a show that has had sexy, sexy women on it and ghoulish looking dudes. It is a show that has produced endless Instagram memes and gifts. So it could only be The Office. Yeah! Let's go, baby. Dude, they're doing they're talking about doing a reboot of The Office. And the original showrunner who has all the relationships is going to be the head head guy on that show. The Come on, guy. baby. Now, you're not getting this cast back. You're not. But will you watch if it if it if Michael's not Michael? Yeah, 100%. You know why? You I'll will. Watch? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and I'm a big office guy. I love this show. The reason I would watch this is because that guy you're talking about is still involved. Because what do we love? In a good in a good reboot, the faces change, but the moments don't. The faces change, but the outlandishness of the jokes and the moments won't change. Okay, That's wait. what you're here for. Stop. There's a there's a comment that has to be recognized. Hey Ton, Melrose Place and 90210. Yes, sir. They had them hot chicks on that show. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your favorite shows of all time? The Office is certainly is in the middle of that. Chicago PD certainly. NYPD Blue no. Debbie does no. My uh, bad. My bad. Uh, I think Chicago PD certainly. Yeah. NYPD Blue certainly. Game the Sopranos certainly. Eh, Game of Thrones. Dude, come on, um, man. Are you serious? Yeah, it's it's, it's not, not in the list. It's well, it's on the list. It's not at the top of the you list. You romanticize your '80s shows way too much. Entourage, certainly. Yeah. Um. I mean, those are my my Hall of Famers. Miami Vice is on that list, but I was never a Friends guy. I'm not mm. a. I think Seinfeld's one of the most overrated shows ever. Uh, Need but, more depth than that. But The Office certainly is is on the list. Yeah. Um, I think, like, Game of Thrones is one of those shows you watch one time and you've seen it. It Was there hot, holy Moses chicks on that show? Yes. Scock. Yes. But The Office, you never knew what to expect. Yeah. And you always laughed. It was greatness. You know, like Chicago PD is that serious but you, wow show. But with Chicago PD, you mm-hmm. always get that feel you want. You know, you always get Hank rolling up in some badass Dodge with a huge motor in it and being that dude that's constantly in the mix, right? Like, you, you know what it is. Yeah. You just, it's reliable, man. SVU has to be there. SVU dude. has to be there. Has to be there. All right, James says Big Bang Theory. That was all right. Hey, Tom, 
Twin Peaks, Married with Children, South Park, hell yeah, X-Files, Power, Sopranos, and Prison Break. Sopranos for sure. 24? What do you think about 24? 24 certainly was on that list. Uh, Tarrant County Boy says that 70s show. Yeah, not anymore. Not after a little, you know, Buddy. homie went to jail. Yeah. Frazier was funnier than Seinfeld. Different, though, Joey. Funny, but different. Uh, 90210, Grey's Anatomy crossover. <laughs> Jesus. That 70s show, too. Uh, Cheers, yes. Cheers. Ray Donovan. Uh, Ray Donovan was all right. Breaking Bad, yes. Um... South Park is the best comedy ever. Yes. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Narcos. Yes. The Wire. Yes. Giggity says Happy Days. Anybody, Never too many reruns. Dude, did anybody in the chat watch The Bridge on FX while it was oh, a thing? Oh, The Bridge was a thing. The Bridge was a thing. Uh, Boss Frog, how can you not laugh at Pauly Walnuts? I'm saying. I'm saying. God rest his soul. Dexter. Never got into Dexter. What about, oh, my, Lost. You never yeah, got into Lost. I, I was too young for it. Lost was a thing, dude. Oh, Lost was a thing. Lee Jensen says Death Note and The Wire, yes. South Park 2, Try Hard. No, dude, I love South Park. All in the Family, Gary Wolf. Jeez, Archie Bunker way back in the day. Uh, KF, there, are, there was a rumor they are going to bring back 24. I liked the reboots, the miniseries, but can you can Kiefer be trusted? I I don't know, man. I don't know. The Simpsons, certainly. The A-Team, oh, man. Yes. Kramer in Seinfeld. Yes. Bewitched, stop. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Gary says. Nip Tuck, yes. Sopranos. HOC, King of the Hill, 70s show, Fresh Prince of, yes. Oz. Oh, my God, Oz. <laughs> yes. Mike Smith, everyone was funny in Seinfeld except Seinfeld. Okay. The Night Stalker, yes. God, you guys are going way back. Way, way back. Giggity says the bridge was legit. Boardwalk Empire, yes. Boardwalk Empire. House and MD, yes. Yes. Billions? Uh, no. God. Early billions. Early billions. Succession, yes. Not on my favorites list, but good. You know. <laughs> Sir Bob says hockey night in Canada. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the LA, there's a couple of LAPD. Southland on Southland TNT. Southland was outstanding, bro. Jesus, that show was good. Dude, you want to talk about a show oh. that was packing heat. Yeah, oh, and don't forget the Monty show. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. You guys, I love you. I love every one of you. The Monty show, as always, presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. I'm just appreciative you guys are here, and we are. A lot of people have asked about changes you've noticed on the show. We're working on it. We're working on it. Love all of you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for disagreeing with us. Thanks for agreeing with us. Thanks for commenting and liking. Subscribe if you're not. Like if you have not. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.